Garber Francis, Wentworth Francis, Mertris Nisbet, Walston Otto, El Camilo Willett, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, Connie Whitley, Oliver uh, Dennis Kenelman, Isilma Cornelius, Elimat Willis Daniels, Mona Daniel, and Philmore Hallpike and Roswell Bird. Lord, and all the others who have not expressed their concerns, we want you to just touch their hearts, touch their bodies, and heal them so that they may continue to do the work that you have put them here to do. Thank you for what you have done for them in the past, and we pray that you just let this show go on without any interruptions. And bless all the ones who are coming on to hear and participate. In your precious name we pray. Amen. We're hoping to hear from Jatin in a short while. Mr. McKenzie, he's snowed on over there in in Texas, but he is good enough that he would be with us this evening. Simon O'Brien will be with us. Not too sure about Ivor if he's going to be with us, or Cardinal, but, you know, oddly, it's going to be on in a short while. And uh, Mr. Dennis, not too sure about Mr. Dennis as well, but we have the means to accommodate each and every one of them. And if you wish to come in and make your your voice be heard, you can just call us at one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero and just tap one on your phone and we'll bring you in to talk. Well, the first hour we'll do um, the, co- the coach's corner as well as the outline and then we'll bring you right into the Walter Henry birthday anniversary show at top of it. And we are so glad to have Mr. Dennis on with us early. So let me just bring him in and say hello. Hello to, to you, Mr. Dennis. How are you? Hello there, Leon. I'm very happy to be joining the crew this afternoon, although it'll be somewhat of a truncated thing because I have to pop away for a while. And, but I'll come back for the 5 o'clock hour, I hope, trust. Yes, okay. Right. We're grateful for your presence. And we hope, let me just go through the, briefly go through the, the summary, the ones that I have um, outlined for the show this evening. We are hoping to hear from Sir Richie Richardson. And if at the top of the hour, 8 o'clock in our time, and now it's a different time in your neck of the woods. But if you can make yes. it, we'd be glad to have you to ask a question or two. I, I will make sure I'm here. Okay, indeed. Okay, let's go on with the oh, brief outline. Right now, Barbados and uh, is it uh, on? We have the C. Okay, we've just got a break there, so we'll be coming back to them and bring a small group. Okay, India versus England, of course, we know the result of that. England went down there by some 317 runs, India 329 and 286, England. 134 and 164 series leveled. Okay, the regional Super 50 is on, and today we have the standings, and we'll give you that in a while. Oh, two matches are on right now Barbados and Guyana. Barbados having to chase 219 in order to go through to the next round of matches. And we hopefully will bring you a, a bit of the commentary as soon as we, we get access to it. 
Okay. Not a lot of folks from out the West Indies have gotten call up this year. Fabian Allen have gotten picked, and he will be going to to join Chris Gale and Nicholas Puran at the um, Punjab Kings. Here we'll be playing there, of course. We will give you the number of other players who have been picked up, but the draft has been completed for the India Premier League. And Jatin is going to come and give us a full outline of that a little later on. Pakistan Super League has begun. And, of course, Gail and Carlos Bradford are two of our guys who are involved. And there will be some 34 T20 matches as well as from starting February 20th. And it will go on until March the 22nd. More to follow. We have a lot of news about the Pakistan Super League because... They have been given a dedicated, a dedicated slot in the ICC Future Tours, so that is important. And Gail is, of course, he started off not with a bang, but with, with, a, with some runs. Over in New Zealand, Australia are getting ready to tour them there from the 22nd of February until the 7th of March, and they'll be playing five T20s. We'll get into that as earlier on as well. Yes, we got some other news, but I have to put it aside. Yeah, I'll put aside. <laughs> and we'll just tell you um, what is going on here in our neck of roads as well. Okay, let's go. So basically, we have news that... Uh, Sri Lanka is going to be touring the Caribbean, and we are hoping to see the team that is being picked. And there's lots of news as to who will be the next captain. Well, whether whether Jason Holder will hold on to his captainship, or or Craig Bradford will will um, uh, take over from him, having had such a wonderful success in Bangladesh. And there is much talk about his. Um, taking over from Holder. Don't know what will happen, whatever happens, we will be there to support or to say we don't agree. So, uh, just as we go along. Okay. Let's see, the, uh, I just want to just have some notes here, which is just. Yeah, okay. I'll pick. So, Dennis, why don't you pick up and, and the captaincy until Jatin. Okay, well, Audley's here, so let me just bring, bring in Audley to give the inside edge and say hello to all the fans. Audley, you're welcome in. Good evening, Mr. Francis, and uh, good evening to all my fellow panelists and for all the listeners throughout the world. It's good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are. And as usual, well, let, let's not see our jewel. Sometimes it's a little different, but majority of the time we are having beautiful weather here in South Florida, and, and this evening is no exception. No exception at all. Wonderful, wonderful day as it turned out to be. And I hope in your neck of the woods it's um, not too bad or you're having great weather as well. Okay, so... Um, we're here this Sunday evening again to talk cricket, love the cricket, of course. And um, before I go any further, let me report on Maroon. She is doing mm-hmm. fine. 
we, we had a long talk today, almost 40 minutes we were on the phone. You know, she was in one of her talkative moods. Sometimes when you call her, one minute, oh, I'm doing X, Y, Z, but I'm all right. Okay, I talk to you. But today was one of the days we could talk. So we talked for a long time. All right, so that's what it is. So we are looking forward to have a wonderful, wonderful um, cricket show, of course. And um, you want me to just do the inside edge? Yes, do the inside edge. Oh, okay, the inside edge for today. Just last week we spoke about you know the, the highest paid players in the IPL history in the IPL history, and of course then come um, Uberstein was blown out of the water by the South African this week when he was picked um, uh, for you no know, the most expensive player in uh, IPL history. But I'll go to the Wisden Trophy. Um, Wisden Trophy is played between the West Indies and England, of course. And among captains who have captained uh, England or West Indies in 10 matches or more, there is one captain who has never won a Wisden, uh, never won a match. Imagine that. I've never won a match in a competition between the West Indies and England. One captain. Who you think that is? Ian Bottom? Darren Sand? Mike Bailey? Chris Gale? No. Believe it or not, David Gower. David has Gower. captained mm-hmm. England in 10 Wisdom Trophy matches, that is 10 test matches against the West Indies. And he lost all 10. That is when England was dubbed, <laughs> was blackwashed on two occasions, five minutes. The unfortunate captain happened to be David Gore. So there you got it. David Gore has never won a Wisden Trophy match. Ten okay. Thank you That's so much for that. Yes, indeed. So let us bring in Jatin. Jatin, you have Dennis on and you have Audley on and myself. We are three new early birds. So why don't you give us your take? And no, lots to talk about in the IPL draft. Why don't you fill us in with what's going on? And before we even start there, there's this big award that's coming out of Australia. I just jump on to the, the internet this evening and saw Jaden being congratulated. Can you tell us all about that and then jump right into the IPL and break if any of the panelists would want to say a word or two? Go right ahead. Well, uh, good evening, everyone. Um, first of so. all, on that award, it's coming out of Australia. It's a, called a Global G Sports. It's a worldwide initiative to develop a grassroots level sport all over the world. Not just cricket. They're also doing hockey and some other sports. Mm. And they had this uh, inaugural uh, process to award some individuals from around the world doing their job to promote these sports. It's more of a volunteer base, but the recognition comes based on the nomination from the third party and also from their observance, what they see around the world, what's going on and who is actively involved and who is making an impact to bring more kids to the sport, that sort of thing. So I was uh, one of the two Call of Legends in this inaugural uh, uh, award ceremony. It was uh, early morning. It was about 4.30 a.m. our time, so I did not bother the people in the U.S. 
to come out and join that live session because it's too early. Many people will not do it. And that's what it's about. It. It's, uh, I send you the link to you about how they yes, announced and what was the based on that information. Uh, whoever nominated, it will be one of my coaches where I mentor like more than 600 coaches as of now. So someone should have put together a word, and it's uh, definitely a good motivation. I take it as an inspiration to do well. And this thing is coming as a surprise to me with the back-to-back award because we just, I just had in October as a Hall of Fame from the USA side. And now this thing still coming while the corona pandemic is still ongoing. So it's a good thing to have it. I did not stop the work what I'm doing to promote this game. And that includes coaching and a lot of other hobbies. And on top of that, this is my weekly hobby where you guys want me to come out every Sunday now, looks like, you know. But it's a good thing to have it. We all love this game. And to me, honestly, I will say it's another feeder in terms of appreciation what I do. And it's definitely give me enough moral to keep continue and do well. So that's what it's about it, but it's a very good honor coming from the across the world because it's Australia down under. We some of them uh, may not have seen the inside map either. It's uh, very hard to travel down there in Corona, so they decided to move on with this uh, virtual uh, ceremony. So that award is a uh, huge. As I said, only two award given. One went to South Africa. Oh. And that was when, for I believe, for the hockey, where I gave it for the cricket. It's based on all my U.S. work in terms of the grassroots level and education and all coaching stuff I'm doing. So it's a good to have it. And yes, and congratulations on behalf of all the yeah, members you. of the cricket show. And we wish you well. Yeah, I would and, say it's well, well deserved and long overdue. I hope many people will see the work that you have been doing and continue to give you the accolades that you richly deserve. Audley? Yes, indeed. A, a big time congratulations to you, Mr. Patel, because uh, a lot of people will be talking about Zirat Kohli and the Steve Smiths and the Chris Gales and, and so forth. But you know what? Without them being mentored or coached by people in the grassroots, from the grassroots, we would not be hearing about them now. And because of the start they got and they continue to be coached by others. But, you know, if you, if you don't get start, you know what happened? You can't finish. And, uh, of course, that's a big time, big, big award, man. Um, congratulations to you. And I hope you just continue to um, receive more and more awards because, indeed, you, you have deserved everyone. And as you mentioned, you have... Uh, you have, um, I think, uh, mentored our um, 600 coaches, something like that. So, you know, you're, 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 yeah, you're that's brown, the level you're, of your coaches. Right, right. Your that's branches the level as two. well as your roots. <laughs> right. Your branches <laughs> are spread wide and your roots are well deep. So you you deserve all of it. Congratulations to you, sir. Big time. <laughs> Dennis, how about Thank you? you? Dennis? Well, I, yes. I, I want to offer my congratulations to, to Jatin. Obviously, is. uh Long time work and effort has paid some has paid some recognition by others who benefited from the work, and we certainly hope that he has many many more years of contribution to make towards this lovely sport that we hold so dearly. 
indeed. Jatin, what's going on in the IPL? They don't love the West Indies cricketers anymore? Tell us all about it. Yeah, now before that, let me thank you, all of you guys. And uh, mm-hmm. honestly, this is belong to you guys too. It's just like I usually respect my friends, family, and everyone who supports me in this journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys uh, take over that journey with the nice uh, cruise control in last three years since I joined mm-hmm. the radio. So yeah. sometimes you need to feel proud about not you are talking or discussing these cricket issues with Jatin Patel, but you are got to be proud of it. Like because of you, I'm gaining more knowledge and I'm doing much better job to make sure that these games survive because we all want to see this game can prosper. The world going is in a desperate need to involve more youth people in sport like West Indies. If we don't do this, this, the game will be dying in a couple of years. And not just uh, bringing youth into the sport, keeping them mentoring and uh, setting their mindset properly for the game is a more important challenge out there. And I'm ready for that. Going IPL, this uh, big show. And uh, I think by now, everyone should have the complete roster. And uh, looks like uh, at the moment, uh, as of last night, I was talking to someone in India as the advisor who is doing this some um, player analytics and all those. And I did find out there is only four spots left in this uh, current IPL. Mm. Uh, the one roster has a one spot open is uh, Rajasthan Royals. But their uh, foreign players quota is done. So they might end up with somebody locally from India, and uh, they still have a lot of money to spend. It's almost 13.65 crore. That's the second largest purse they have in terms of uh, money. They still have it in budget to spend with the limits. Uh, other team is looking for the three spot. Again, that team is also jam-packed with the foreign players, so it should be the local recruit. It's uh, Royal Changelers Bangalore, which is the Virat Kohli's team. They are uh, three months short on the roster, so they might fill it up. But unfortunately, the way the team is, that budget is sinking. They are barely have 0.35 crore left, means it's they have to find one or two more players at the bare minimum base price, nothing else. They cannot afford more money on that one. Mm-hmm. The most healthy team, as always, we look at it. It's the Mumbai Indians. The roster is packed. And they are very close to the budget with the remaining about 3.65 crore. But they retain lots of players from that uh, last championship. And uh, yeah. they have included few more good pick in this particular uh, uh, auction. What it means seems they are a little bit more stronger than last year on paper, I will say. They added a couple of uh, experienced players to this. One of them is uh, former India right-arm leg spinner, wrist spinner, Pius Chawla, is moving into the Mumbai side. So now that will add to a extra bowling option with the Rahul Chahar, who is already doing good. He is a kind of a key. And then he has a, a Pandya, 
Kunal Pandya as a left-arm spinner, and then, then you have the Hardik Pandya. So this uh, looks like Mumbai team is uh, solidifying their stance for another championship contender. They have filled up the holes, I will say. The another strong team we're looking at is in a very good shape right now, which is uh, Mr. Boss's team, Punjab 11. Exactly. The roster is back. They, they retain the all performers, which is uh, sound promising. And the biggest mm-hmm. surprise on that team is their budget. They have almost 18.8 crore rupees, the Indian currency, in a spare to that budget, even the fill of the gap. Mm-hmm. What it means, they can trade the player and get the other guy from the other team, if there is a possibility. IPL has a window to trade the player, but we have not seen that many transactions. It's just every season we might see one or two players are being traded from one team to another team for a reason. So in this case, if the trade goes on or if the trade's needed, the Punjab 11 is in a much better shape in terms of the money because they have the highest amount of money left to spend behind players. It means they can negotiate. But I'm doubtful on any trade in this situation because uh, the way the all rosters are, looks like everybody is happy with the new chemistry, means the new team compared to last year. And uh, don't forget that Punjab 11 had a very good run, actually. They missed so many games uh, by the halfway when they lose like six or seven games because of the low margin or sometimes they lost it in the last over or so. That was the story. And all of a sudden, Chris Gale came into the side and uh, then the, their fortune changed and they went all the way to the semifinal. So with that kind of performance, and the experience they gained last year by losing so many games that close, I will say they have the grown-up players now, well-experienced players. They know what to do. And uh, this next season is uh, definitely going to be very competitive for many teams. The another team is a lot more improved compared to last year. It's definitely Delhi. Mm-hmm. Delhi went to the all the way to the finals and they missed out against the Mumbai Indians. And uh, at one point, they were in a position to uh, be on the side of advantage to win the game, but they did not maintain the momentum. They did not uh, clamp down the Mumbai Indians, and that's what they lost. So now this year, looks like they have added a few players who did not uh, picked up or retained by the other teams. And that will be the very good to see that the new formation they have, including Steve Smith, now in the rank as a batsman. And then they have another three, four guys who can make a really huge difference. So I will say this uh, next IPL will be the team you need to watch out for is definitely Mumbai Indians. Keep following them. It's a good captainship, good leadership good organization, and they have the many champions in their rank. Mm -hmm. I will definitely put the Mumbai Indians as a top team again in the next season. The another team we need to look at it, it's most likely Delhi Capitals. Now they are improved. Now they got a couple of more players who are more uh, uh, experienced and bringing Steve Smith to help this young captain, Sreyas Ayer. It will be the huge factor on field to have a senior 
working under that captain because they aged out under the pressure against the Indians last season. Punjab 11 is another team we need to look at it. But I will say it's a how they get going with that top four performing batsmen from the last year. I will still say that Chris Gale is a very important factor there. Then they have KL Rahul as a captain and opening bat. Then we have to see who is supporting them at the top four. Puran used to play well last year. He did a good job as a keeper too. And so it's a Puran, Gale, and KL Rahul. There is no question on that. So the fourth person, whoever comes in opening slot, it will be the very important in terms of the performance for that team. After that, I will say the other three teams can be very dangerous at a time. One of them is definitely Chennai Super Kings with Damas Dhoni. That side has picked up a few of the good experienced players and uh, uh, good talented all-rounder and players there, so it can make a difference. And absolutely, Raina is coming back this season. That's everyone expects. And they already have the Jadeja and uh, Duplassis and a lot of other players who can make impact. So that's need to be looked out for. Uh, Nagidi from the South Africa is also moving Chennai. So it's a team need to be watch out for. The other team can bring the scares is definitely, I go, the two teams can be very interesting to see in terms of the performance. Number one, my high pick is going to the Calcutta Knight Riders for one reason. They have a half dozen young players, talented young players, the future stars, and they are playing with kind like Andrew Russell, Ayn Morgan. Now Harbhajan Singh is back with the Dinesh Karthik there. So Pat Cummins is there. So if you look at their lineup, and don't forget, the last World Cup's MVP, Sakib Al-Hassan, is also joining Calcutta Knight Riders. So if you look at that team, it can be dangerous on a given time. But the biggest point for this season is how they come up as a team and what the plan they have to go for it. No doubt. They have the, they have the top one as a Sunil Narain still there, right? And then they have Subman Gill there. And then we have a lot of youngsters who can make the difference in a game. And then it's always heavy paperweight, we call it. It's a Virat Kohli's team. But they're looking at the roster again. I will not be surprised that they'll be so-and-so. And in, in another words, is that to me, honestly, I will say on a given day, they have a one or two guys who can show up and perform and they can win. But on a consistent basis to go through entire season and winning it everything, mm-hmm. it, it's a very difficult to uh, judge, I will say. And uh, looking at the back history where Virat Kohli has failed in that terms for last many seasons to take this team to the next level. But yes, the competitive cricket should be there. And now we have to watch out for it. As far as yeah. West Indies player concern in IPL. Yeah. Well, before you break some, here, uh, let, let, go ahead. Get in. Hold. And we yeah. have Ed with us. I um, believe that Ed might have a question for you. Ed, good afternoon to you. Hello, 951. Okay, that's, that's Dennis. That's Dennis. That's, okay. That's me. Oh, yes. Dennis is back. Sorry. 
Yes, the numbers get mixed up. Okay. All right, go on, Jatin. You have a yeah, go so the, coming up the West Indies, uh, there are some, uh, I will say, uh, more good news than bad news, you know. <laughs> there, we had a like, lot of expectation, a lot of people join into this draft and to see if they can get the big money. But uh, I don't see anyone from the West Indies side to have a bigger check because uh, – most of the existing players are retained by that franchise. means there is no new offer. They have to stay with it, what the contract terms they have. There is no mm-hmm. new money or no raise standard. It only happens when you change the team, and that's what it's happened with uh, Steve Smith. He did not uh, retain by the old team, Rajasthan Royals, and now he's move, moving to Delhi with the new trade, with the new option, right? So that's a yeah. kind of thing for the West Indies. I will say majority of the players were retained, including yes. uh, Powell, Brevo, Gale, mm-hmm. Puran, Hetmeyer. Most of the players, Sunil Narayan, all were actually retained. So mm-hmm. definitely they don't have... No, not not Powell. Powell is, is not, right? No, he Powell on Powell uh, Bombay. No, he was retained. He on oh. Paul Pollard. Sorry, Pollard. Yeah, Pollard. My fault. My fault. Pollard. My fault. My fault. I mix it up between Powell and Pollard. But no, mm-hmm. Pollard is a long stay. He is with the Mumbai Indians for a long time, and uh, they're retaining. And I think it's a mutual agreement between the player and franchise that they are happy with that. Uh, uh, Binding they have to keep up with this tradition, and it, it's a good for the player too, keeping a long run with the existing franchise. So that's about it. I believe there's only one new player get into from the West Indies side under this uh, ICL. Yes, that's Maybe it. And then, uh, and then we have, uh, I believe, five or six guys being uh, dropped out from challenge. Nobody beat at it. Yes. Or nobody yeah. grabbed them, that including captain and a couple of other players who did not even consider for any entertainment or bidding process. <laughs> so that's a disappointment. You know? No salute from, no salute from Cottrell. But Orly has a question well, for you. I can Orly? tell you, Cottrell, Cottrell is a basically, I can tell you he was a top pick last year. He entered the IPL in a very good form in a very first game. But when crisis came out, I believe in a second game or so, at the down stage, like I think he was bowling 18 or 19 over, and he gave like tons of run. And that 30, is what is the lost the age. You know, mm-hmm. he should have bowled not just to take the wicket at that time, it's all about containing the batsmen. Do not let them scoring. That's about IPL. And uh, I think after that particular performance, he is being on the sidelines. And uh, now it's uh, IPL is a very competitive event. So it looks like this year uh, no one's shown any interest. Yes. So, Audley, do you have a question before it moves on? Uh, no, I don't have a question. What I, what I want to, to just remind him, I, don't, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before that when he told us that um, as far as the IPL is concerned, they are going to be concentrated more on their local players. Yes. And the, the players from the West Indies, the stock is going to diminish as we go. Mm-hmm. And um, 
away from those guys who were retained by their team, as you earlier mentioned, only Fabian Allen was, is the only new look in. And um, so what, what, what he's saying, I, I know that time when we, we make fun of him when he said test cricket is dying and I make fun of him with that one all the time. <laughs> but um, this one, what he's saying is true because um, that's exactly what is happening now. They're looking more less and less at West Indian players. Not just West Indian, I must say, because we have players from England like Jason Roy, um, with mm-hmm. Alex, Hale, Alex, Hales, Alex Hales, and we have Aaron Finch, uh, yeah, Labashini, uh-huh. even Vihari from, from India, Alex Kiri, Pereira from, from Sri Lanka, um, the, the little spinner from Oman, or, 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 or they're both, um, Labashini. Mm-hmm. And um, we have Stanley, um, Sam, well, we didn't mention Cottrell already, Saudi. And we have other guys such as uh, Sean Marsh, uh, Evan Lewis, Colin Monroe, yeah, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. along with uh, Darren Bravo, that that um, uh, of course did not did not uh, get picked up by in, anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, among others, yeah. So so that that that's exactly what is happening right now. But this year, this year the IPL is focusing more when we look at the top top picks. The um, eight out of the ten top picks, you know, high speed, high in the draft. Eight of them are all rounders because they are concentrating on one, not just spe- not one specialist batsman is in the top mm-hmm. eight in the, in the top ten. Not one. Yep. We have two bowlers, all rounders, eight all rounders. Right. So they can bat and they can bowl, they can feel and and stuff like that. So. That's that. That's a new the new position now. No one dimensional. Yeah. No one dimensional. You have to be able to mm-hmm. right. right. You have to be able to and double up around. and do all that. Right. They call it three sixty. Three sixty player. Yeah, yeah, three sixty. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> well, the reason the reason is uh, the one fact is the reason. Cricket has a three different major skills, and in order to succeed, you must be a good at it. Two skills. So if you are a good batsman, you must come up with a good fielding if you can't bowl, and that's your advantage. If you don't have the second trade in your wing, then your chances are very slim because the T20 demands a lot of things, and they look for the consistent performance and as well as the additional option. Taking a batsman or a fielder who can bowl it's advantage because what happens is here, it's a matter of one over. This thing can change. Even a matter of one ball can change the entire game. And when the team is in crisis, you need an additional option who can bowl. And that is the reason this is 100% going in a direction. They'll be looking for all-rounders, nothing else. Because those are the people who can bowl, feel well, and have a swing with the bat. And that is what they're looking for. Going on a heavily loaded Indian player, I will say IPL has not changed the team chemistry or formula since it was incepted 10 years back. The combination of the roster still stays there. Number of foreign players are limited. Number of local players are limited. And even when they go 11, they still go with that limit. But what's happening now here is 
year by year the ipl is growing their popularity is uh, at the peak right now in the cricket world and now everyone in the world wants to play india in their ipl that's the biggest show right now so what's happened here is they have plenty of players to pick not just west indies or england or australia anymore they are getting lots of players from all over places and now they have to go to the best available player the other important part the people don't look at is it's this auction doesn't mean they are trying to pick up the highest talented player it doesn't mean to pick up the talented player and pay the highest amount of money there's another thing needed in IPL it's being played under a certain schedule and in that schedule if the foreign players are coming in is absolutely beauty to see india do not plan anything during the ipl so all indian players are available for a full length of the tournament but the other teams like new zealand south africa england uh, sri lanka or west indies they do have plans at some point in ipl where they look for the national players so in some cases like the saudi in new zealand or if you look at couple of players from england they are not committed to play the entire ipl tournament and what it means is the franchise people are not interested even these guys are big enough good enough consistent performance they carry the name with the reputation but their availability is also important because what happens if the player leaves middle of the tournament they don't have the replacement policy so they have to live with the playing 11 from the existing remaining squad so i don't think any of these uh, franchise like to have a player who is available for certain amount of time during tournament and uh, not able to join either at the starting or at the end i think those are going completely as a non interest they are not getting any bidding out of it and let me tell you from the last year situation when they played in dubai when they had uh, so many players uh, some of them backed out with the corona some did not make it some did not travel you will believe it they had a hardest time to come out the proper 11 when the auction happened they had a lots of hope from the existing roster but when you have few guys missing out of the roster it complicates to put the 11 on every other day this ipl is going back to back most of the teams are playing two games within two to four days kind of time frame and it keeps continue so that means they need almost every player on the roster need to be ready to go well maintained in terms of the fitness must be available when the team needs if that situation does not exist that is what it comes a lot of people are going without any bidding so when we look at the rosters unbidded players and we look at the big names is not because they are not consider who they are it's because their availability if they had been available for 100% they'll move forward one example is a sakib al hasan there is a bangladesh series coming with the middle of the ipl now he got the noc from bangladesh cricket board that he can skip the national squad and play the ipl so now he is drafted right 
Same thing is happening with a lot of West Indies players. They take the NOC to skip the West Indies team. That's a beauty. Tradition, I will say, for them. And they allow to play IPL, so they will get a shot. But then some players, especially from England, Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa, they usually go for the national squad first. And that is the reason. A lot of franchises don't put too much money behind those players who are not available for the entire IPL season. And now you have to look into the other one. I think, I believe, next year they are adding two more teams. They're going to demand more players. And this situation will uh, be complicated. And I will not be surprised if they change the formation of the team and the roster requirement to include more local players who are easily available because there is absolutely no other events going from the BCCI side. And uh, there is absolutely, when the IPL is on, I don't see any local tournaments and uh, local games. So it's a very clear option for Indian youngsters to be part of the future IPL. Okay. Dennis, you have a question for Jaden before we he moves on? Yes. Thank, thank you, Leah. Jaden, I was wondering if you have any comments for us on the, um, the Sri Lankan players who are not really being considered like the West Indians for the IPL? Well, is there, oh, there, there's nothing, as, as I said, there's nothing specific to any country. Okay, no doubt I can say they don't expect anybody from the Pakistan. That's a different story. We know that that subject. But as far as mm-hmm. the other country concerned, like Bangladesh, Afghanistan, Sri Lanka, or West Indies, it's a matter of your qualification and how potential you are for the next season. That's what they look for. It has nothing to do with the country. It's a very highly competitive sport in India. And we have seen it time to time over and over. These youngsters coming into the international arena or coming in IPL and all of a sudden they are performing against the most talented and experienced players out there. And because of that situation, when they have plenty of players at home who can take this challenge, why they win somebody outside who can do it? The Sri Lanka side, a little bit tricky, I can tell you, because the thing is uh, they do have the plans almost. I believe last three, four IPL, they always have something going on parallel or sometimes at the midway or sometimes towards the end. And uh, uh, I will not uh, drag that uh, uh, situation where people talk like when the Sri Lanka launched their league, India did not allow that player. So Sri Lanka is not putting that player. It's not right. This is the open drop. We see some Sri Lankan players coming. And there's a lot of people from Sri Lanka. He's already part of the IPL. Like uh, Mahala Jayavardhana. He's the uh, head coach of Mumbai Indians. Uh, mm. Recently, Rajasthan Royal put the Mr. Kumar Shangakara as a main guy uh, to take over that uh, franchise. And then we have the Murli Dharan in Hyderabad as a bowling coach. So they, they have the plenty of Sri Lankan uh, players into the system. But the new players or any inexperienced player who don't have much long career, if you have like less than five years of playing experience in international cricket, and you're coming in IPL, 
But at the same time, the India has grown lots of youngsters who can compete on a day one without any experience. So it is, it's a mix and match, and then uh, there is a limit for the every team to have certain number of players only from the foreign countries. And on top of that, no more than, I think, three players in the playing 11. So that's a restriction is limiting lots of players from the Sri Lanka. On the same side, when you say Sri Lanka, we see the roster. Look at the how many players did not make it from the team like New Zealand, Australia, England, and yes. South Africa. Before mm-hmm. we touch this subject about Sri Lanka, it's not Sri Lanka. They have a huge pool of players, very competitive environment, I will say. It's not specific to the country. It's always how much capacity they carry, their potential for the future tournament. That's a key. Number two is their availability. And number three, the another one is, this is the ongoing tournament. It's not a new formation. In my opinion, when this team is looking for a new player to trade or bring into the team, it's nothing but a filling the gap. That means is, if they are looking for all-rounders, they're just going to look for the all-rounders. That doesn't mean they're going to stay away from that all-rounder spot and hire a good batsman from Sri Lanka or some other country. It does not help. Every franchise has to stick with their plans. And that's a plan. If it doesn't fit to any player, it doesn't matter which country origin they belong. They will not be picked. Yeah. Hold, hold your thoughts there, Jetin, because we have uh, Mr. McKenzie. He's fresh from the snow. Yes, thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Good evening, everyone. Nice to be back, back with you. After all the troubles you have in Houston and in Texas in the past couple of days. So yes, nice indeed. to be on the show. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Okay. Jatin, why don't you tell us about that that great victory, that comeback victory for India over England by 322 runs? Well, remember I predicted, remember I predicted that, don't forget, Virat Kohli is coming back in next inning. That was the fourth inning. That was his mainstay. He held the fourth. And yes. at the same time, the beauty came out is uh, Aswin. Aswin is a specialist uh, Balling all-rounder, especially, mm-hmm. and this is his home ground. So he knows this pitch more than anybody else. Period. And he took his all uh, uh, expertise to play that inning and score century. And once the score is uh, done, I told you one that uh, another statement like Virat Kohli was surprised with that spin. But the entire England team will be feeling same surprise in lasting. That's what exactly happened. The pitch was turning. It had some unexpected bound. It was dusting off. But the beauty on this pitch, I still believe on fifth day, rather than keeping ball low, it was coming up crazy. Short lifting deliveries. We see plenty of bounds at the shorter length. And that's amazing if the spinners can bounce the ball about the stumps, you know, and that's what happened. And now once you got that kind of total on this particular surface, and it's in India, where they are putting three spinners. It's uh, very hard to score you 150 on last day. And that, that's what I will say. And that's what exactly happened. And now is we it, have to see... Is it, co- is it correct that they, they changed in the, court, the, the, grounds, the groundsman from the, the curator from the last pitch test? 
<laughs> not from the last test. The curator was changed before the start of the series. Okay. But the real technical side on the storm, the pitch were were different way. I will say the yes. first track when they played, it was the original track, and not much uh, work done by the new curator other than the maintaining or surfacing. I call it where mm-hmm. this new pitch, the second test used another uh, slab. We call it on the east of the original pitch. It was definitely prepared by this uh, new gentleman. But in this situation, you don't need to blame on curators. The Madras is uh, known for the yeah, uh, cracks and spinning track. Yes, yes, I have a, I have a, yeah, I have a question. Yeah, I have go a question ahead, ahead. here. Um, your people are complaining about about the pitch and um, you know the way it played and what whatever. Isn't it the, the, the same? The two sides play on the same pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and by the way, so, so, on the same topic, yeah. let me tell you, on the same topic, uh, if you look at the history, West Indies had a horrible time in Madras many times, I can tell you. Mm-hmm. The day started in the 70s when Chandrasekhar ran over the entire West Indies stream and people say, well, damn thing is the pitch is different, you know. And then you got another team when they had Anil Kobler run into. There was another showdown for the West Indies in Chennai. When this uh, newcomer, new leg spinner, right-arm leg spinner called uh, Narendra Hirwani came out, and I think he took nine wickets or something in that test. Eight. And over eight. All eight. West Indian. Eight, eight or eight nine wicket, something. Yeah. But mm-hmm. my point mm-hmm. is, this particular venue is known for that trouble that any new spinner brings in, it grabs a wicket. Look at these uh, uh, histories carrying on. This Akshar Patel is a debutant the new spinner for the Indian team, and he rolled down five wickets on the last yeah. inning. Yeah, five or six. Yeah. So, so now uh, if, if you are uh, looking into, I will say don't cry for the pitch. If you're playing cricket, you have to do analyze about this venue, and mm-hmm. you have to prepare like you are where you're going to end up. Like somebody is visiting West Indies, we all know that. If you're playing in Kingston, Jamaica, you got to be prepared with some bandage, you know? Please. Yes. If you're playing in a park, you are expecting the quick deliveries, right? So mm-hmm. you, you got to used to an international cricket, man. Where, where you paying? Where you when you look at the history, lock it to the tradition. It might change little bit, but it cannot change ninety five percent, right? Like yes, the Brisbane I'll just story. play advocate yeah. there. Just that. <laughs> so, and I mean, I mean, look, at, look at the Joe Root statement. Joe Root made the clear statement on this one. Instead of crying for a pitch, he clearly says India outscored us on the same surface. And that's the right statement. That's right. Yeah. right. It's not a matter of that's who is batting first and last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I make an observation. Uh, I, have an, I have an observation yeah, who, here. Yes, Dennis, uh, Dennis wants to come in. Gentlemen, hold, okay. hold for Dennis. I, I, I wanted to uh, get to Jatin as well to ask what is the emphasis that England has placed on Joe Root's ability to score runs because what's happening here showed that Joe Root got very little runs in that last test match and the English side as a result scored very very poorly so they were dependent upon Joe Root to carry the bulk of the work and unfortunately for him and for the side 
he wasn't able to do it this time around, and nobody stepped up. What is your observation there on that, Jatin, please? Well, it's ongoing series, so I'm not going to give you too much on it, but I can tell you is when you play against India, the most of the analysts, the game analysis from coming from India, even the West Indies video analysis and performance analysis like Indian origin, what it means is when the Joe Root played in that first test to score that double, and when he was going on, this analysis has been recorded every ball he played. If you're doing the review process, what he did and how he's scoring that inning and what he ends up in the remaining uh, two innings here in the second test, you will see he's a majority of the strength. He did not get it in this test. These ballers attacked him with the team plan. Every batsman has a different plan, and that is coming from the coach's squad. And India are in a good situation in that um, they are well prepared. They know how to deal with it. And the biggest thing I honor or I will say admire in Indian team is they have the players who can execute the plan on the field. And that's the beauty. In this test, Aksar Patel takes care of the business of the Joe Root in very first inning. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty to see. Jatin, I accept your your analysis there, but what my emphasis is on the fact that because Joe Root failed to deliver, it appears that the rest of the team folded, and that is my um, well, I don't want to say concern, but observation that to, could, yeah, I'm, I'm coming to Dennis on that one. All I will say is, looks okay. like. Uh, England is putting heavy weight on Joe Root for this entire series before it started, right? Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. they are heavily relying on it. And the problem is, technically here is, if you don't have the supporting batsmen, one or come out and make the difference, that is what is going to cause all problem. Look at the India. Even you took that one or two or three out at the top, they got this even... uh, Kind of Rishabh Pant and Ashwin, somebody can come out and pitch in like 60, 70 runs and the things can change. England don't have it. If you look at the second mm-hmm. inning, if you take out the Moin Ali's that quick fire like T20, England was nowhere on that pitch. And now That's the problem is, big, yeah, big, biggest problem is now here. The Joe Root will be under heavy pressure to take the team burden. That's the one thing. Mm-hmm. Number two, now you put the extra weight on every other batsman in their head. This is the mindset game, psychological pressure. Now they have to perform. And that's a huge pressure in the next inning. We will see on that one. And at the same time, if the batsman is not stepping up, if they're not coming up with these challenges, and score on their own, then England can't go anywhere because there's a clear situation. You can't rely on one or two batsmen. And what happens with the Joe Root and other batsmen fails? Well, what's going to happen to the other team? These people are like a toothless, can't bite. Yeah, thank you. Well, as I as said before, Jason, the, the series is still ongoing. So, you know, some may yet show up, you know, and so what, uh, what, what they can do, really. But another observation I have here is that, is that um, Aksar Patel is actually the ninth Indian bowler, the ninth bowler from India, 
to debut with debut with five wickets or more. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. His five for sixty, and of course, right beside him there was one of the the, the men that did exactly that. Twenty eleven Ashwin on debut uh, against England in in twenty eleven he he took six for forty seven. And we have Shami, one of those. He's in the wings, maybe coming back in the series too. So you're gonna have maybe the involvement of all three uh, against against England. And 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 we have to remember Aaron, too. I can tell you, I can tell you, the remaining two games will be played in Ahmedabad, which is my home ground. I played some oh. games before this stadium built or before I came to US. I will say, it's in India's favor. Yeah. Ball not gonna yep. swing. Don't even expect. Don't even expect in mm-hmm. Ahmedabad. No swing. Forget it. You are you are seeing or whatever it is. You bring James Anderson or anyone. It will be crazy to see what it happens. The only the thing, the tradition that in uh, this Ahmedabad pitch has is ball usually keeps low as the game progresses, and there's little bit dust and uh, rough surface used to take place. But now we have to see what this resurface can bring in. Uh, another surprise is this will be the first ever night test will be played in India. Oh, so actually, this showdown will be a completely different than uh, what we expect. You can't anticipate anything out of it because it will be played at night. We are uh, still in a season where we can expect some dew, but then this ground is too good to keep the grass clean. So we have to see this factor and it will be the first pink ball test at night in India. So now we have to see what this pink ball does because we already seen that disaster in uh, first test in Australia when they played with the pink ball. They had a bad time for two hours where they can't even see the ball and the whole game was wrapped up with the 36. So it's just like, let's give the finger cross and see what happens in the next test. But I'm a bit with the experience and the talented players India has to take care of the challenge. And uh, I believe, I will say, whoever winning the toss in this uh, next game is probably a winner in that test. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Jatin. You'll be back with us at 8, because, of course, you are yes, aware of I will. the presence of Richie. So, Richie, yeah. he has consented, and as a matter of fact, he just called to confirm that he'll be on. So, Perfect. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so, so much. Only, no problem. I'll be back on time. Yes, indeed. Yes, coming up next will be the Walter Henry birthday anniversary hour. Followed by Simon. Ask the panelists the question and then so Richie will be coming in 8 o'clock, the Lawrence Yagaru. Oh, yes, we have lots in store for you right here, still to go on the yes, cricket indeed. show. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. It's a time of the evening when we take a look in the cricket and fraternity and we say happy birthday or happy anniversary or whatever it may be. And you can call in at 515-605-9850. 515-605-9850. Welcome to the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Today is the February 21st. Yes, believe it or not, um, February is just sliding away from us. And as a matter of fact, it's marching its way to March. <laughs> so here we go. 
Um, we have birthday, Martin, the nephew of Cardinal. He's celebrating his birthday today. So I guess Cardinal will be in a little later. But Martin, happy birthday to you, the nephew of Cardinal. And um, birthday is Desmond Lewis from Jamaica. Yeah, he played three test matches for the West Indies. And his average was 86.33. And after three matches, he never played for the West Indies again. Why, why, why? We're still asking the question. We don't know why. But he left us, of course, um, 2018, the 25th of March. So next month will be three years since he went on to the great beyond. Desmond Lewis from Jamaica. Keith Arkelton is celebrating a birthday today. He's five, six, yeah, 56 years old. And Kimo Paul, out of Guyana, he's 23 years old today. Turned all of 23 years old. Kimo Paul, happy birthday to you guys. Michael Slater from Australia, also celebrating birthday. John Parker from New Zealand. And we have um, Dickie Rotniger, the great Indian commentator, cricket commentator. Dickie Rotniger, yes, he is celebrating also, and we have Mr. Siran, also from India, and Siddhar Kedar, also from India, celebrating their birthday. Jackie Walker, female cricketer from England, celebrating birthday today. Mike Tamamile and Neville Quinn from South Africa. Navid Lafitte from Pakistan, and... For the 22nd, we have golfer Vijay Singh. Yep, turn 58. Uh, Devon Malcolm from was born in Jamaica, played cricket for England. Yep, and we have Shane Schillingford. Tomorrow, we'll turn 38. Cordell Jack, a female cricketer out of St. Vincent. She will be 39 years old. And Colin Fletcher out of Jamaica will turn 68. Jack Robertson. From England, we're celebrating also um, George Palmer. Uh, sorry, from Australia. Yeah, George Palmer from Australia, Sean Tate and Clint McKay. Uh, we have Sonita Singh, female cricketer from India. Rajat Fernando from Sri Lanka. And we have Joanna Somasikara from the United Arab Emirates celebrating tomorrow. For the 23rd, we have Robin Bino out of Barbados. Yes, Robin Bino and England. James Lillywhite, the first captain of the England team. George Cope, Henry Jenner, Jack Broad, Warner Gregg, all from England. South Africa, we have Herschel Gibbs, Ian Smith, and Steve Ellsworthy. From Australia, we have Frank Yard, Brad Young, and Debbie Martin. And we have Kiram Bulash from Pakistan. I think she holds the record for the highest score, a double century of high scoring ladies cricket. Uh, and I think she made 230 yards. And that's a world record. Uh, from Canada, we have Dan Maxwell Abiz Dean. For the 24th of February, we have Derek Randall, Brian Close, and John Lever, all from England. We have Mike Wissman, 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 
from Australia. Uh, we have Mohammed Sami from Pakistan, and and uh, we have Rhea Singh from India, and uh, this is the anniversary of Tendulkar becoming the first man to score the ODI double century. Yes, and that happened back in 2010, 24th of February. It will be our anniversary, 11 years. And uh, when he scored his 200 not out in and the first 200 in ODIs from 147 balls. Yeah. And so, so the, yeah, we go on with the next one. We have from... We have Kenny, Kenny Peters from St. Vincent and Travis Dolan from Guyana. They'll be celebrating also their birthday on the 24th. From the 25th, Donald Quarry, DQ, as he's called in Jamaica, former Olympic gold medalist in the 200 and silver in the 100 in the same Olympics to the Crawford from Trinidad. Yeah. And we have Travis Webb, Cardinal's friend, will be celebrating a birthday also. Travis Webb. Uh, Steve Rickson, Stuart McGill, Glenn Bishop, and George Bonner, all from Australia. We're celebrating on the 25th. And we have Greg Williams from Namibia, captain. Matthew Bell from New Zealand. Saruk Engineer from India. Wally Hardman, John Arlott, commentator. Uh, from England, Ashakub Mahmood, all from England. And uh, we have Craig Williams from, oh, I have him twice, called Williams from Namibia. So over to the 20, 26th of February, Tanya Richard Ross, um, athlete, was born in Jamaica, representing the United States in 400 meters. Sir Everton Weeks, yep. We'll be celebrating, well, I think he is now deceased, yeah, left us 1st of July last year, but the anniversary of his birth coming up on the 26th of February. From Australia, Bill Johnson, Louis, Louis Broadfoot, yeah, must be a Broadfoot batsman, and Ron <laughs> Grant, all from Australia. Uh, England, we have Matthew Pryor, who was born in South Africa, played cricket for England. Charles Coventry, and from New Zealand, Keith Thompson and Ross Dyke. From India, Noel Davis, and uh, Banu Gopal Rio. And uh, from Sri Lanka, we have Kisamon Vanitage, and um, singer Kimani Marley will also be celebrating on the 26th. Mali, of course, member of the Mali clan, one of the Mali, okay. Mali son. Five, mm-hmm. Yeah, finally the 27th, we have um, Lester King. Yeah, oh. Lester King from Jamaica. He left us in 1998. Uh, that man, he, he bowled. He has the best figures in test cricket for bowling. I think the first five, uh, three overs, he, he, he took five wickets. And then because of the dominance of Charlie Griffiths and West Hall, he did not get to play another test until many years later. End up only with two test matches because Hall and Griffiths could not get in at all. So, Lester King, 
Um, yeah, he left us 98, as I said before. Norman Marshall from Motor Barbados also. He left us 2007. From England, Red Simpson, James Tradwell, and Ella Donson, female cricketer. From Australia, we have Joyce Bath, Ashley Woodcock. And uh, from Scotland, Liz Smith. From South Africa, Graham Pollock. And uh, from... Singapore, Ajed Mahomo. From New Zealand, Nell Matheson. Emmanuel Hawk from Hawk from Bangladesh. And Shona Sivright from Ireland. And that is what I have here for you this evening, Leon. So, Thank you so much, Let's bring in... A- Virgil, all the way from Little Antigua, L.A., over in the best village in Antigua. Virgil, come on in, my brother. Yeah, good, good afternoon. You're spoken a mouthful. Good afternoon to all the listeners and good afternoon to all the panelists. Good evening to you, sir. Yes. Any birthday? No, 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 no one for me um, in February. Nobody for me in February. Okay. Right. Well, let me let me jump in here oddly before we get the others because I just want to announce the passing of um, the former West Indies vice West Indies vice president of the West Indies vice president, Mr. Clavis Joseph. Are you aware of him, Virgil? Uh, I I never heard of him. Never heard of Clavis. He he was there with the previous president. Uh, but, but let me tell you a little bit about him. To be honest, he, he went to school with me. At least I was in his class in the St. John's Boys School, of course. Those guys were much smarter than I was, than I am. <laughs> Tim Hector and so forth. But yes, he went on to the university. And of course, I, I, won't, I, won't sec- I won't second that. I will not second that. He was indeed, man, a brilliant guy. I tell you what he did. He was responsible for us, meaning Antigua, getting the headquarters move from Barbados to Antigua. And he paid off oh, big time. Brilliant. Right. And also, he made a move that some people didn't like because he wanted Antigua out of um, the Leeward Islands tournament. But folks were saying he was selfish, was, you know, once, I mean, looking into the interest of Antigua, not other folks, but I didn't go, see it away. What he meant is, is that Antigua... In, in years gone by, used to have so many players in the, in the Leeward Islands side that other players from the Leeward Islands couldn't get an opportunity. Oh, it's so what so, he said so that at any time had a number of players, more than two-thirds of the players in the Leeward lineup, they should be, West Indies Cricket Board should allow them to go alone. And that was also earmark for the, Leeward, the Windward Islands as well too. You know, we are at a disadvantage, you know, in that, in that sense. But it didn't go through. They didn't, they didn't... give more players opportunity to, you know? Exactly. That's what I look yeah. at it. But it wasn't so. But um, he made a move. I think he resigned from the West Indies Cricket Board when they fired Ricky Skerritt. I don't know if you remember that. When, he, when they fired Ricky Skerritt... Ricky Skerritt was now the president, and he had made a move which the president and 
and himself did not like, and he fired, they fired him. And as a matter of fact, the board overruled. When they sat, the board overruled their decision, and they, he and the president resigned. I can't bring the president. He's from Jamaica, oddly. You should know him. Uh, okay. But anyway, but he was, uh, he was a good man. And um, he was the head of the APO before he resigned, APA, the electric company in Antigua, and he resigned. So I know, I know who you're talking. I'm looking at the guy, no, but I just can't remember his yes. name. <laughs> I'm looking at yes. in, in my mind. I'm looking at Russell. Right. Russell. 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 Yeah. Russell. You know, he was vice president. Both of them resigned because they fired okay. the president. Oh, the present, the current present in a position as manager of the Westminster team, and the, the others, clear, the other members of the board didn't didn't agree, and they said no, we have to overturn the, the, that that fire and bring back the man to be in a position. But he was a good man. I when I was the president of the football association, I asked him to be a member of the disciplinary committee. He did a good job, and um, he was. He would be missed. I, I worked along in public works with his sister, Joan, and a um, nice family. And they lived in, in Popstead Street near to where my uncle lived. And I used to speak in that area. So I haven't met him for, I haven't seen him for a long time. But I know he was a good man. He was a smart man. And he, he, he made an a worthwhile contribution to the development of Antigua and Barbuda. And I just say, may his soul rest in peace and rise in perpetual glory. So that's my take. Clavis Joseph, former vice president of the West Indies Cricket Board. Over to you, Mr. Snowman. Snowman, I call him now, Mr. McKenzie. Snowman, tell us all about the snow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I don't have the birthdays, but I just want to uh, enjoin Clive Lloyd and Derek Murray for congratulating um, Mr. Um, our West Indies captain in Sri Lanka for taking home the prize. According to one writer, he was the general of the highest order. So I, I want to congratulate him on his performance, leading the West Indies to a 2 0 victory over Sri Lanka. Next Amen. thing, um, former South African captain, Fluff. He is retiring from Test cricket. I just want to wish him all the very best in his retirement and hope he will be able to contribute something. He, I'm sure he will contribute something to the growth of South African cricket. And I want to congratulate all those who are birthdays today, especially one of my favorite announcers, D.K. Rutlager. He's one of my favorite commentators. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm from India. there. He was just like Corey did the tournament when he came to West Indies some years ago. He was very, very good. I liked him particularly. So that's it from me. Back to you, sir. Yes. Nothing to report about the snow in your neck. What, what no, you... I think, uh, well, I, um, things are subsiding. Things are improving. The lights are back. And water 
Yes, a lot of you, a lot of people don't have no water, so they are trying to cope it in the best they can. Uh, and I really like the generosity of our people. This lady from from New York is down there, brought in a couple of million dollars to give out to people and other organizations, and so. People are coping with it the best, best they can. But there's quite a bit of hue and cry that they have to improve on the electricity in, 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 in Texas. It's terrible. Yes, yes. Thank know? you so much for that report. We wish you Back well. You. I, was, I was scared when I called and I couldn't get through. But my uh-huh. daughter was out for a couple of days. And a few friends of mine are, were out, but now mm-hmm. they're just, just slowly easy. recovering. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Thank you very sir. much. Just want, don't remind anyone who wants to call. All you got to do just press the one on your phone, and we'll know that you want to come in. If you want to send a birthday or want to make an announcement, we'll give you that privilege. And, of course, Mr. Dennis, it's your time up now, sir. I know you have a lot of birthdays. Not quite a lot, but but I have a couple of them anyway. My sister-in-law, Wahida. Your little soft. Can you just raise your voice a little bit for me? I don't know. You're away from the phone. Yes, a little soft. No, no, I'm right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. My my sister-in-law, Wahida Hakim, who lives down there in Florida, she has a birthday today. And my daughter-in-law, that's Heather Heath, who lives here in uh, San Diego, California. She also has a birthday today. And uh, next Friday, well, the last day of the month at any rate, uh, my brother actually has a birthday. He's a February 28th guy. So uh, he will have a birthday at the end of the month. And that's my contribution for this birthday month. Yes. And before I bring in Audley, I just want to say, I just want to say in advance, I want to say happy birthday to Pauline St. Floor. She's a young lady who speaks five five languages. She works with wow. my assistant in in Miami. And I, hopefully I can get her on next week. But just in advance, she's such a wonderful person that I want to share her with you guys. At least last week we we, we spoke. We do have a call out of New York, area code 646799. Come on in. You're in. Before we bring in order. Hello. Good night. Hello. This is Donna. Hello. 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 Welcome. Welcome. Donna. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, Donna. To everyone. Everybody has a tweet. Wait, wait. We got to stop the press. Donna, everybody yes? has the phone to say welcome to you. Mr. Virgil, Donna is on. Okay. Yeah, good well, evening, Donna. Hope everything is going good for you. And um, hope you're not too cold up in uh, New York. <laughs> well, and Audrey, as I already said, his blessings yes. to you. Mr. Yes. Dennis, Donna is on. So when Donna is on, the press has to stop. So yeah. come on in. Okay. Of, of course, so, in due deference to the recognition. We had a bit of as well. But All right. Come on in, Donna. It was, it was just strange to hear that Texas was having snow. So I yeah. hope that everybody in Texas, they have recovered well as the report says that things have subsided and they are trying to get back to normal. Yes. 
Brian, so I wish everyone in Texas having a well, good recovery. Yes, well, I have two birthdays. One tomorrow, my nephew Carol, he'll be having a birthday tomorrow. He's up here in New York as well. And then I have my other niece. She'll be celebrating on Sunday, the 28th. She lives down here in Florida. And also my What's the name of the niece? This what, what the name of that my niece? My niece is Tiffany. Tiffany Brown. All right. Tiffany. And Carol Morton. He's celebrating tomorrow. So okay. Ivor is not on. I, I didn't hear him. No, you, you are representing Ivor. That's why every, you, you get the big greetings because you are representing Ivor, Cardinal, and everybody. <laughs> okay. And Cardinal <laughs> yeah, is not on. Yeah, no Ivor, no Cardinal. No. No, there's not. Okay. All right. So, All right. I'll come oddly? to listen off here then. Uh, yes, indeed. Have a great thank week, so Donna. Have a great week. Okay. Yes, you too, and everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. Okay, so um, my birthday for today is CJ, CJ Miller, a friend of mine up there in Delray Beach. He's having a birthday today. And uh, um, Glenn, Glenford Kerr, he'll be having a birthday on the 26th. He's in not quite central, not quite. I just forget the, you know, I, I'm really getting, getting there. Some names mm-hmm. just continue to slip from my mind. Welcome and, to the um, phone. Yeah. Welcome. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are so, so quick to welcome to welcome yes, me. <laughs> thank, thank you very much. You're welcome. Miss me love, <laughs> love to have uh, met fellows, right? <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> right, Yes, yes. So Glenn is having a birthday. So this is what I have for this evening. So just before I go, I just want to hail up all, all our listeners. Throughout the world, wherever you are, whether you're in England, um, other parts of Europe, whether you're in India, and other parts of Asia, Australia, and the Caribbean, and we always, uh, Mr. Renford Doerr, last week we were told that he was oh, not right. doing so well, and of course, he, yeah, he was put on my prayer list. And Mr. Doerr, yeah. uh, I hope that I you are do doing that. much, much better, and mm-hmm. um I know you've been taken care of by your lovely wife and uh, the medical team that is there. So to you and all the staff there at 2020 Vision Radio, I just want to wish you all the best and you continue to recover in a PD fashion. God bless you. All right. So, Thank you so much for that, Audley. And could yes, you check so and this see been, the for, for us between Barbados and, and Jamaica if Barbados win? Just let me close this out. This has been Walter Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. So join us next week, once again, just about seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time in the PM. Then once again we present Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Okay, let's go.
I just heard from Ivan. He said, uh, Mr. Doran Ren is out of the hospital and, okay. and he's resting. Oh, so we have yeah, some good news, good news, news. here. Good yeah, news, from good news, good news. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. God be praised. God be praised. So happy day. Uh, need yeah. to pray. Yeah. Leon, in the cricket, yes, believe it or not, believe it or not, Jamaica won the match. No. Oh, boy. At, at, <laughs> at, at one. Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica one, is, is a cat with nine lives. Oh, 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 oh. Ja, Jamaica at one stage six yards for six, and they came back and scored two hundred and eighteen. Eighteen. Two uh, yeah, hundred eighteen and Barbados, they were well underway. Um, when a, the last score I heard, they were like a hundred and twenty for two. For two. Are, for two. Are, are they about? Yes. Yeah, for two. And uh, I'm just pulling up the score now, 167. They were all out to 41, uh, 41 overs and one ball, 50 overs. Once it's the end of match, Jamaica won the match. Uh, Believe it uh, or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who took, who took the uh, I'm looking. No, I, I, I don't get any details. That, that's the thing. Okay. It, it's, sort of, it's sort of sketchy. But um, mm-hmm. it just says... Um, Jamaica won. The match has cooled. Barbados, Barbados. Um, it said match end, end of match. So I don't, okay. and it doesn't say any Duckport Lewis or anything like that. No. It say Barbados one sixty seven. Um. And uh, Jamaica two hundred and eighteen or forty forty five and a half overs. So um, I don't want to mislead anybody, but I'm not seeing I'm not seeing anything else. Well, so, let, let, let me give you a little information on that. Um, but yes, sir. I, I was watching the game. I fall asleep. It just when Leon called me, I turned on the TV. I was shocked to see Jamaica win the game. Really shocked. But they they, they had said um, I don't know who got, get all the wicket, but they had said uh, McCarthy get a hat trick in that uh, in that game. Wow. Oh, and yes, you know when I was, he get a hat trick. Okay, okay. When 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 I was listening to the commentary before I came on, um, one of the commentators say uh, he don't know if it's an oversight by Robman Powell. Or, or something why he did not why he was just bringing on McCarthy or, or because he has been the bowler that has been taking the most wickets you know and um, after the first over I I, I, I left so um you know I had to join join the program so I I, I and then you were saying wait well at least mm-hmm. I would have said that Barbados were sailing, sailing when they were wicket. 110 they were just mm-hmm. one wicket down. And then um, I think Brooks. How much Shai? Sh- okay, we'll really find out how much Shai who make. Shai who is batting well. Yep. I think he made yeah, 29. Yeah. I think. How much? No, he was on 49 the last time. I he was 40. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. But uh, that's 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 sad. I tell you, well, this probably will be the end of Jason as a captain. I just think so. What say you guys? Well, what? 
One thing, one thing we know I, that um, I don't the know. Is, I don't will be going know. home and Jamaica will be staying to play in the final. Yeah. Well, he, wow. he, he has been he has been complaining that he was tired and what have you. That's why he didn't go to Bangladesh. But 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 he played. He kept in quite a few test matches and only won one. He hasn't won a series. He won watched one test match. You know. And um, Brathwaite has been there. Did he win a series against England? Oh, huh? no, he, no, he kept, he kept in the ODI, not test match. He kept in the three ODIs in, in Bangladesh. Oh, no. no, in England. He said he never won a no. series. He, he didn't win a series no. in England. No, no, no. Time before. When he scored double century. No, I think you're talking about um, not 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 Holder. You're we're talking about Mohammed. When you say it's the end of Mohammed captaincy for for oh, for no, Beatty. No, no. I meant, so, I meant, so, I meant Holder. Yes, Mohammed. You're talking Holder. about not Holder. Yeah. Oh, I meant yeah. Holder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason Mohammed. We're talking about. Yeah. No. No. Not Jason Mohammed. Jason Mohammed. He's not up. I don't think he'll be in the lineup for that. No. Not not. Uh, he didn't. No. Not test. It's mm-hmm. ODI. Yeah. Oh, sad news for, for, for Barbados, man. That is... Good so, news for Jamaica. So, so what can I say? Yahoo! Good news for you, Jamaica. You, you got them, you got the team down. We, we, we were right. down on out, Leon. We were, I mean, yes. even the, the match that we won out. when we beat the Leewards. We, we, mm-hmm. we, I mean, it was the, the two last wicket, um, especially the last wicket party of 85 that um, brought, took us over the, to 220. And then we beat the, the lead. Was the lead out the windward? And then this one again, we're, we're back to we the windward on the rope. We beat the windward. Yeah, yeah, we windward. And we're back to on the rope again. And um, we were 40 out for five, 60 out for six. And then it, this guy, the, 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 the last the, wicket, the, the number eight or number nine. He mm-hmm. he he'll he'll have to move up because I mean he was the man of the match in in the one the first one we won. Um, but he took a couple of wickets too, for, um, you know, so he got the man, the player of the match. And then in this one again, I, I still don't have detail, but when, when I was listening to the commentary, um, uh, I know that they put on another good partnership for the 10th wicket. And then there was a good, a decent, a good partnership, more than good, a decent partnership for the for the ninth wicket as well as the 10th wicket. So that brought Jamaica back into the, into the game. And, um, Barbados are seemingly just sailing along, cantering along, you know, and I would have said the same thing if I was commenting on that match. I would definitely favor Barbados, you know, and then <laughs> things up, but they kept saying, which is right, that cricket is such a game that you never know one good over or whatever, the whole thing just turned on its head. And this is exactly what happened now, because I, I was pleasantly surprised to see. As a matter of fact, I was shocked. I wasn't quite sure if... The game was still on, but then when I look, I saw it's an end of game match, you know, end of match. So Jamaica pulled this one, one out of Dennis the hat. Has any like word for us now, Audley? I don't know if Dennis has any news for us to give us the score. Well, the, my, my only comment is up to the, um, the first, I think it was the first six or seven games. And I know Leon just mentioned Jason Mohammed as. I thought you said that... No, I meant, I meant Jason Holder. I mean Jason oh, Holder. Oh, my apologies. Okay, okay. I, I, I see. Um, 
I, I've been very impressed with the first six or seven games that I've, uh, you know, sort of looked at because there were, what, seven century makers. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but there are seven century makers in the first uh, seven or eight games. You know, four from Trinidad and Tobago, two from the Leewards, and two from Guyana. And uh, other than those, uh, there were also some very good scores of, uh, you know, for example, Lewis back there, 28, 61, 37, Some very consistent batting amongst a few players of note. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's very encouraging to actually see that the game is really flourishing to the extent. But maybe somebody can answer this question for me. In the Barbados versus Guyana innings, I'm not sure what happened, but I see that Guyana actually batted their 41 overs for 235 runs, but Barbados only batted 29 overs. Was that a rain uh, interruption or something? Does anybody yeah. have any explanation for me? It, it must have, must have been, and, if, and especially if they won, because um, um, that means there's a Duckworth-Lewis system they used to to declare the winner. So you're, they're given a certain amount of score, you know, less amount, but less overs, less amount of runs together. Yes. Okay. So because yeah, I, I was watching one of the I was watching one of the games when when rain interrupted, so um, that seemed to be the case. All right. Well, I appreciate that very much. But uh, definitely this series... We're, we're waiting for Simon. He's on his way. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, so He's on his way, but he has not come in yet. But, well, Pakistan, the Super League started. And early, I'm sure you see Gail made 20, 39 or 29, 39? Yes, 39 in, in the first match. Yeah, in the first match. And Carlos Butler was 22 or 23. And they were both in losing causes in the opening games. So, and I don't think a lot of players from the Caribbean are also involved in this tournament. I just know about Gil and, and what about well, well Fletcher? Is, this, 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 I don't know if um, this, this, Johnson Charles is involved. I don't know his whereabouts. Uh, I am. Uh, I am not. I am not sure because uh, um, it was yesterday. Um, I, I heard um, that you know it would be the, it would be the opening match in in, in, the, in the tournament, and um, mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't aware that it was even gonna start that early. Yes, yes, but, you know, Gail thirty nine, I think, was it was second second best score, and mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure about the other one that you're talking about. But if if you if you your side may should make. I think the hundred and thirty something, and 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 you made thirty nine out of it, yeah. and 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 uh, you end up losing. I don't think you'd feel too bad, um, mm-hmm. where your contribution is concerned. But um, of course, others will have to step up and make sure that um, they don't continue in the the losing the losing ways. Yeah, yeah this must be the disappointed for the Barbados team, and they they were in high hopes, man. Mm? Because the young, the young still got five wickets for 35, I think, from his 10 overs. That's a, a good haul. And to have gotten do, the, those kind of figures and still you can't even make... I don't think he'll be man of the match or player of the match. No, we'll have to be more McCarty. McCarty or the other guy who made 68 or 69 at the tail end of the year. 
or Dean or Dean Smith, I think his name is. Yeah, so. But the tournament in, in general, so, though, folks, I understand it. Leon, well, well. another question. Another Go ahead. Question for um, for you. The the Jamaica team uh, at one point, how many points did they end up with in order to qualify for this next round? Because I know they played three matches and they had zero points after three matches. So, yeah, they, lo- they, lo- they lost the first three matches, and then they win right. the win. So, next. so it's, it's six matches they have to play. They have to play six matches. No, five. So uh, five matches. Five. Five matches because. Five matches because this this one first. was between. Mm-hmm. Right. This one. This one was between themselves and Barbados. They both teams yes. went in to this match winning uh, one and losing three. So losing three. the winner of this match would, would automatically go through to the final four, and um, so Jamaica, they are through to the final four. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a terrible performance by Jamaica by Barbados. Oh, I don't know. Well, Jamaica, Jamaica as well. They, they went, they went through to the skin of the teeth. So it's not that they, they were playing brilliant. You know, yeah. the, the last two they came back from the dead. And sometimes, when when that happens, sometimes they they're the ones that cause the most concern. But anyway, let's welcome well, Simon. He's yeah, there's a, there's a song some years ago. You saved the best for last. Exactly. <laughs> that's why that's why Simon is coming in this late. Simon, come on in. <laughs> a very good evening to you, Mr. President. And I also say good evening to Virgil down in Antigua. Ivor, Mr. Mackenzie, Mr. Patel. Good evening, sir. Good evening. And oddly, I've heard you there. And um, Good evening, sir. Okay, and Mr. Mills over there in St. Croix. And all our faithful listeners and our good friend there over in Tampa, the young lady in Tampa, I want to say good evening to everyone who is on the show. And I hope everyone had a wonderful week last week. And we are looking forward to a much better week this week. And I want everyone to be safe. Don't take any chances. Wear your mask. Feet apart. As Mr. McKenzie likes to say, it's better to be six feet apart than six feet under. Good evening, yes. sir. Good evening. Yeah, Cardinal is not on Ivor, but I don't know if Ivor is listening, but... Yeah, okay. he's not on. Ivor is listening by texting to tell us that um, Rain was out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, that he's listening. Maybe he just came in from a match or something. Yeah, okay. And, um, I think we want to give a shout-out to him. has not come on. Oh, yeah, that's good. So, take it away, Simon. Question? Okay, question for the night. Uh, there are gentlemen, ladies. Easy question tonight. I'll be good to you. Uh, could you name me, please, uh, the best opening pair in history? Test cricket now I'm talking about. Best opening pair in West Indies. Give me their names, please. The opening hey, pair hey, of hey, West Indies. for me. Okay. Let's go on the panel. Still Mayer and Alan Ray. Okay. <laughs> good pick. Good oh, pick. Sorry, sir. Sorry. <laughs> good pick, eh? All right. That's got to be Haynes and Griffith. Haynes and, and um, Greenwich. Greenwich, yeah. Okay. Thank Se- you so second much, Audley. Second, second to none. Okay. And uh, is Virgil with us? Virgil, Virgil can hear us? Yeah, 
I'm going to say bring your hands. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. in that order. Yes, in the order. I'm Religion so happy to hear that. Uh, that's all we have on Mr. the island. No, Mr. Mr. Dennis is on too. Dennis? I, uh, give me your answer, Mr. Dennis. I will defer and go with Leon's uh, pick. Okay. Ames and Greenwich. Ames and Greenwich. Okay, thank okay. you so much. And um, for gentlemen, for bonus points, could you give me the high score? Highest score together mm. in test. Mm. Two hundred and one. Two hundred and one. Two hundred and ninety. No, two hundred and ninety something. Yeah, okay, bonus something? points. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go around the panel two, there. Two hundred and ninety. Give the others a chance. Uh, Mr. Audley, oh. I oh, call Mr. you the rocking computer. So give the others a chance. Two hundred and one. Okay. I'm just guessing. Okay. Um, that's it. Yes. Uh, what do you want Mr. Mackenzie, what you want to say? I, I, I don't know. I couldn't even have a guess on that one. I couldn't have a guess on that one at all. All right, I understand. That's fair enough. Okay, Miguel has got us a three plus. Okay. I'm going to go over Adley. I can believe Adley right, but Mr. Three plus. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I have some big memory. I'm, I, I'm not totally sure, but you know, I, I think it's in the 290s. I'm surprised yeah, to hear that because I call it a walking computer. You know everything. Okay, yeah, yeah, Mr. President, yeah, yeah, do you want me to reveal the answer? Yeah. Answer for you tonight, gentlemen and ladies. The best opening pair for test ever in West Indies history go by the name of Haynes and Greenwich. Uh, that is correct. Oh, okay. And their high score together, 298. St. John's and Antigua in 1990. In 1990. Against what team? Against England. Oh, wow, 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 wow. In Antigua. In 1990. I know Virgil wasn't born yet, but he'll ask his mother. Don't be no, he asked his mother about that one. I know Mr. McKenzie <clears throat> going to give me an easy question tonight. No, let, let Liam give you that one. Our special guest this evening is Sir Richie Richardson. Oh, um, oh great, great, great. Sir Richie Richardson. And um, yeah. I want you to tell me which county team... In England, did he represent? Oh, well, I have to give you a good guess on that one. I'm going with Hampshire. I'm going with the Morgan. The Morgan, I think. No, wait, wait, wait. Wait on time. Mr. Okay, okay, sorry. Let's let come first. Sorry. Okay, yes, I say Hampshire, and you usually give me three chances. Yes. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to go next with that one. I'm going to say Leicestershire. Still and then no I'm going to, for my, my third guess, I'm going to go with Glamorgan. No, no can do. Okay, Mr. McKenzie, you want to try? I, I said Glamorgan. No. Virgil, you want to make one try? Um, 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 um. 
No. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Dennis, do you want to try? Oh. I I was of the opinion that it was Amsher, but it may have been Gloucester. No. Yorkshire. Eh? Yorkshire. Who who said that? Oddly. That's all, Oddly, that's all Yorkshire right. Is Yorkshire is correct. He was. Yeah, he no, Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Yes, Yorkshire. Yeah. He was a Yorkshire man. And that man. was a very discriminating team. Yorkshire. <laughs> he was. He was. He was among. He was among the first coloured players. Uh, are non non Yorkshire man to play for Yorkshire. Because oh, Yorkshire, Yorkshire never you used to even hire the, the, the other English Yorkshire was huh? born in Yorkshire to, to, to play for Yorkshire. Because Yorkshire had a very strong team. Okay. Yeah. So, oddly... I thank you so much for that information. In a few moments, I'm going to make contact with him, right? So, just we want to, to, to remind the panelists that we have to restrict our questions. We cannot ask him anything. Uh, no. Current. Okay, he's a he's an official with the yeah, ICC, yeah. so we cannot give no opinion about any current event taking place. Anything, okay. So let him let him talk, and we'll just listen. No, no, you you want to have questions, but you know, you, not anything to do with like the selection of the of the of the teams or what you think, you know, whatever. Uh, if if we if we should infringe unintentionally, then of course he will just say I can't answer that one, but we we don't want to go there. In other words, so so don't ask him about what what do you think about they're not picking Karen Pollard, Karen Powell. Uh, what do you think about because okay, that's the guy commenting. Weston is captain. who if it's this or that. So please, please. And uh, he has well, Jatin is with us. Before we have a little time before I go, um, I uh, oddly, you know, take on the road so many five minutes time. Please, yeah. Jatin, good evening. Welcome back. Did, did you hear the question that Simon asked? What is that? No. Yeah, Simon asked so. how much, how much, how many, who was the best opening peer for the West Indies? Oh, that's a clean shot, man. Gordon Greenwich and uh, Hinge. Oh, my goodness. Right off the top. And he, he asked, the second part of his question is whether you knew what was their best opening um, stance? Partnership. Oh, partnership. Yeah, they lasted long, and they hold, I believe, more than two dozen records if you go in the land. I know some of them, like a century stands between them, uh, number of tests during that era. I think at one point they were leading the test uh, records in terms of the partnership and the number of runs scored before it's been taken over by the Indian gang, we call it, because it was going well. And then we got uh, ODI format also. They used to hold the record between Hens and Greenwich because of those two World Cup events they played together. Later on, it was broken by Virendra Shehwag and uh, Tandulkar when they started opening and so on. Also, they were impactful in terms of the percentage of uh, runs, which we call it a strike rate, like how many balls you face and how many runs you score. They were leading. They were also leading in uh, number of boundaries without sixes. And mm-hmm. to me, honestly, I have seen a lot of innings of these two gentlemen. I will say anyone who is bowling at them, he got a freak out. 
because these guys are crazy guys. They can play the square shots. That's a big trouble, you know. Audley? His other, his other question was, um, uh, what's, what's the highest partnership they've put on um, he said in, during, during that time? He said 200 something. I high. believe it was 200 no, no, we plus. Mm-hmm. What's that? Yes, it was 298. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was close to 300. They did not make yeah, it. They yeah, yeah. Into a one, uh, uh, what do you call bad short selection. <laughs> the mind was clear. Let's hit the four, and we celebrate the triple. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. It happens. It happens. Hey, okay. Oddly. Okay. Oddly. Oddly. Mr. President, I said something yeah. oddly. Oddly, I think that you and Mr. Patel went to the same school, because you both no, are. Uh, with your statistics. Mr. Patel, no, Mr. Patel, Mr. Patel is dedicated, dedicated especially to cricket. Cricket, cricket. So he eats, drinks, sleeps, everything cricket. Yeah, because he knows the statistics. So, so he, he, he knows his figures oh, as well as you, Audley. I think you both went to the same school. No, no. Let, let me tell you something. Did you hear, did you, you heard earlier that Mr. I know you came in late, but did you... Let me t- let me inform. Mr. Patel was given another award, um, and this time it was from Down Under in Australia, and he it was just one of two uh, awards that was given out, and um, it's because of his dedication to cricket for over I guess over 40 years. Um, he's okay. coaching at the grassroots level and and different different, and not just cricket because it was multi sports thing that they they had. And you know yeah. he's in baseball and all different things. So say congratulations to Mr. Patel. Congratulations to you, Mr. Patel. Anything for cricket, I am all for it. You know that. Anything for cricket, Thank I'm you. for it. Congratulations and keep up the good work. And I want to see one day before I close my eyes. I hope not in the near future. I'd want you to see you lead a, an American team into the Test arena. How is that? Oh, America will never play the test cricket. <laughs> okay. Um, and Simon, let, let, Simon, for your side note, for your side note, I let, do let not me, have let, any. Hold, hold on, Virgil. Hold on, Virgil. Let Mr. Yeah. Patel finish. Finish, Mr. Patel. Yeah, I, I will say the people know me in U.S. cricket. It's good enough for me. During my a run or a position or a situation or when they assign me the role. We have two great achievements. One of them is the last year as of December. I was the interim selector and we reached USA team at the top in Division 2 after beating Scotland in Dubai. And that's the highest level of uh, ranking we had. Before that, I was part of that USA Cricket Academy in early 2000. And when the 2006, we had a team going in uh, Sri Lanka to play the World Cup first time. We end up at number 12. I'm still part of that academy. And we had I... 14 players out of 15 players were belong to that academy as they're being trained and nurtured by the academy. So in other words, uh, I love to work hard on challenges. And uh, we look forward to seeing... What happens Gentlemen, if you uh, out there? Hold, yeah, hold, right. hold on, Mr. Yeah, look yes, yeah. We are pleased to welcome Sir Richie Richardson. Good evening to you, Sir Richie. 
How are you, sir? Good, How is good evening, good evening, and good e- Antigua. Um, not too bad. Um, uh, we have got a little upsurge with the COVID uh, nineteen situation, but um, you know we are putting things in place to try and control it. It's tough, mm-hmm. but you know we got to fight. Yes, indeed. We have a number of panelists on with us this evening, dear. So eager to hear from you. Yeah, good, so evening, good, evening. You good, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good to be on again. Yes, indeed. We are happy to have you as well. So, Rich, it yeah, must be a sad day in Antigua, the passing of, of Clavis Joseph. How well do you, how can you yes, remember yes, him? Yes. Well, um, he was a personal friend of mine. Um, I've known him through through my very good friend Victor Michael. Oh yeah. And um he was also involved with cricket. He was uh vice president of the West Indies Cricket Board when I was captain. So we worked very mm-hmm. closely together. Uh, I've done a lot of business with him. Um he you know, he was involved with the shipping business, so I used to do business with him. Mm-hmm. Uh really very um nice, friendly, uh sociable gentleman, very um intelligent and um was great to be around. So it's really sad that, um, you know, he has moved on. And um, a lot of Antiguans are really, really, really um, upset and sad. Yes, indeed. You know, you know, he went to school with me. You know, at least I went to school with him. I was in school, in boys' school with him in his youth. And then, oh, okay. okay. And he was, he was the, uh, on the panel of the Football Association Disciplinary Committee when I was the president. So... We had quite oh. a bit of association, yes, indeed. But I'm yeah, really sad to hear his passing, and we just want to just convey our condolences yeah, yeah. to his family and yeah. friends. And may his soul yeah. rest in peace and rise in glory. My yeah, question to yeah, you before yeah. I pass on to the other panelists is to ask you, when did it dawn on you that you would be a West Indies captain playing for Yorkshire, playing for Transvaal, <laughs> and, of course... Clean sweep in the West Indies Championship. Tell us when these things yeah, came well, up. Um, I, I never really thought as a youngster playing playing cricket. I never really had my aspirations on being a captain. I just wanted to play cricket at the highest level. Just wanted to play for the West Indies and to do well and to play cricket wherever cricket is being played. So um, when I actually was asked to captain the team, it came as a surprise to me. And after consulting with my um, advisor at the time and good friend, Victor Michael, you know, he encouraged me that, you know, I should accept that, you know. Um, so I did. And, um, yeah, and I, I think I had a, a pretty good run. I had a very good relationship with uh, a number of the players. And, um, you know, and we got on well. We did well. And um, I, I have no regrets um, as captain of the West Indies. Yes, we lost the series to Australia which we probably shouldn't have lost by history. And then these things do happen. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I was happy to be given the opportunity to captain my country and to work with, you know, a number of cricketers around the Caribbean and to work with a number of uh, you know, cricket boards around the Caribbean as well. Oddly, mm-hmm. Oddly hails from Jamaica. Oddly, he's a commentator as well. Oddly. Um, good evening, Sir Richie, again. Good evening, Oddly, Oddly. Um, I'm doing great. Even better now that you're here. Oh, nice. I took took that line from Leon. (laughs) 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 Okay. Um, I know that you um, eventually played for Yorkshire. 
And over the years, Yorkshire was known to be a side that they didn't even pick um, players that were not born in Yorkshire. And um, yeah. much more to have a black player on the side. So what was the whole experience like, you know, being picked for Yorkshire and being one of the, one of the first known Yorkshire men to play for the, well, the, the Yorkshire only, team? The, the, the only negative thing was that I've never been colder. In, in my entire <laughs> life, it was so cold. No, I mean I was well received. I, I was very well received and well looked after. And I, um, I, you know, I got friendly with other people. Um, many of them I still maintain contact with up to today. But um, yes, um, they had a, a, a tradition of of not allowing people from outside Yorkshire to play for Yorkshire. Um, and even when overseas, other countries were having overseas players as well, they, they didn't want anybody from overseas initially. But I think I was probably the second person from overseas to be contracted. And um, a lot of people have reservations when they heard I was going there because they considered Yorkshire to be a racist uh, county. <clears throat> but um, I'm the sort of individual that, um, look, I've got an, an open mind. And if you tell me something, I'm not going to doubt you, but I, I, before I come to a conclusion, I'm going to check things out for myself and find out for myself. And I'm, going to, I'm only going to judge you based on my experience with you. Um, so when I went to Yorkshire, I went with a very open mind. And as I said, the, everybody there was very receptive. The captain, Martin Moxon, and all the players, the coaches, uh, were very, very receptive. They looked after me extremely well. And as I said, I still maintain a friendly relationship with, with a number of them. So the only thing that, that I said, as I said, it was cold. And I, at the time as well, I, I was struggling with, my, um, with an illness. And I, I didn't do as well as I would have liked. So I didn't, I didn't complete the, the two-year contract. I actually finished halfway during the second year um, due to my chronic fatigue syndrome. But um, it was a wonderful experience for me. And, um, and uh, I enjoyed you know, working with the Yorkshire people, including um, the enigmatic Jeffrey Boycott. Wow. <laughs> Okay, um, just one follow-up. Um, what was the experience, like the, the first match? Can you remember the score, uh, your score you made in, in the first match? Representing oh, the man, that's that. No, I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, the match is not that good. Who really, um, do you remember? <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> it, obviously, it obviously wasn't a, a memorable uh, moment, because uh, if it was, I would have remembered. Uh, I, I honestly can't remember. That's
Yeah. Do you have another question, Mr. McKenzie? No, 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 not right okay. now. I'll come back. Simon, and I'll Simon. Let, let's go to Simon. He hails from Montserrat. He played for Kent, but not the team. No, Middlesex, buddy. Middlesex. Oh, Middlesex. <laughs> 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 good evening, good evening, so so Richard. Okay, I'm uh, evening, your neighbor there. Neighbor from Montreal. From the road. Just I just ask road. a yeah. simple question of you. Well, two questions yeah. actually. How did you live in Yorkshire? How, how did I live? Which town? Hmm? Oh, uh, um, there was a small suburb on um, called Adel. It's on the on the ring road, ring sorry, ring road around Leeds. Yes. So it's okay, you're right, Leeds area, yeah. My yeah, my um yeah, my niece lives there. Okay, so I'll ask you a very simple question now for you. Uh, mm. You are number three or number four batsman for West Indies, if I remember right. Well, I was selected as an opener. That's the same but, position um, you played I, for Yorkshire. Um, Yorkshire, I, yes. I think about it, three or four, yeah. Three and four, yeah. Okay, all right. That's two questions. And if the president will allow me to ask one more. And uh, who was the fastest bowler that you ever faced in your career? Not the best, well, that, but the a, fastest. The fastest. That, uh, that's a very, very, very good question. Um, I only ask good questions. I'm from Middlesex. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let me start from here in Antigua, right? There was a guy, George Ferris, when he was about 17, 16, 17, mm-hmm. was, um, was seriously quick. Um, I remember when we both played for, for Antigua, um, when Anguilla was being introduced. And they, weren't, they weren't officially in the, the Liberty Islands tournament yet, as yet. Um, so when Antigua went to play against him in Anguilla, they introduced a few youngsters, and Ferris and I were part of that team. And I used to feel like bad pads. And I was, he was bowling so fast, I was scared. I was scared for the batsman. I thought that any minute somebody was going to get killed. And uh, he used to have this really fast um, in docking Yorker. I mean, he was just really quick. Another guy from Antigua uh, we call Gotnani, Joseph. Um, he suffered with asthma. Um, so he, he would bowl like three overs really, really, really fast. He probably was faster than Ferris. Um, in international cricket, um, or, or before going international, you have uh, played against Malcolm Marshall, uh, who at one stage was the quickest in the world. Michael Holding was the quickest in the world at one stage. Um, I, I played against Andy Roberts in practice, but at the time he wasn't, you know, the fastest. He was, you know, towards the end of his career. Um, Hartley Aline from Barbados was also very quick. Ian Bishop was was uh, very quick. Patrick Patterson was, was a terror, you know, um, very very quick as well. And um, started internationally. No, uh, holding. Yes, I did call holding. Yes, I call yeah. holding. Yeah, I call okay. holding. Yeah, but when I played against holding, he probably wasn't the fastest at the time. But I think Marshall, when I played against him, was in his prime. Um, Waka Eunice was also, um, you know, very, 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 very quick. Out of England, Devon Malcolm used to bowl some seriously quick and heavy balls. Um, you know, Greg Thomas from Wales, he, he was also a bit slippery. Um, yeah, so there have been a number of really fast bowlers. I mean, it's, it's difficult to say who was the fastest because I never thought I was very good at judging how fast a fast bowler was. 
um, because the ones who I used to have trouble with are the ones who had very peculiar options. For instance, Sylvester Clark. Sylvester Clark would, would seem quicker than most because his action was very deceptive. Um, yeah. You know, whereas a guy like Michael Holding or Marshall, who's got a smooth action, I could I could sync with their rhythm very easily, and it it was easier for me to play them. Um, okay. The guys who have funny action, like uh, um, Hartley Aline, who has a funny action, he was he's hit my bat so hard. He's probably the only fast bowler that I've played against that I have convinced me that's why Hartley Aline. Uh, thank you so much. I'll let the others ask you all the other questions. Sure, Thanks no for your problem. answers. No problem. Very much. No and, problem. Uh, so, Rich, we have a young man from you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Simon. No problem. We have a young man from, from English Harbour. He said that's the best village in the, in the island. Virgil? Virgil Francis. Yeah, good, good evening, Mr. Richardson. And how are you doing today? Virgil, how are you doing, my friend? How are you doing, friend? I was actually in English Harbour today, man. Are you serious? And I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, yeah, I went down, I went down to the today, man. I did my wife and my grandson and followed the drive. It was really nice, man. Beautiful part of the island. You must check him out. Really He's in Antigua. He's in Antigua. Yes. Before I ask a question, yeah. let me um, say to Mr. Patel, congratulations on your award. And this part is very important. You are getting this message from the most beautiful island in the Caribbean and the most oh, beautiful island in the Caribbean. Come on. So you got to enjoy <laughs> yeah. this one. No, I'm going back to... The last, the last century that you made, um, which team did you make it to, and um, which, which, which country um, did it play it into? I believe my last century was against Australia. Um, Australia in Jamaica, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think we made a hundred and something. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. as I said mm-hmm. before, I'm not really very good in statistics. Yeah. Um, when I when I was being coached by Guy Yearwood, he used to always say, "Look, never you know, just do, do, do focus on the team winning and doing well for the team. If you score a hundred, um, you'll be written about or spoken about. If you take five wickets, you know, you'll hear about it." But don't ever go into the scorebook to check your scores. Don't focus on, on the scorebook and on, on the records. Just try to do as best you can every single time. And I, I adopted that. So I've never really focused a lot on my records. You know, um, I just want to be out there doing well to, to, be make, to make sure that I'm always in the team and, 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 and creating positive, a positive impact on, on, on the result of, of, of my team. Mm-hmm. Which... Um with your greatest win in a test match, um, which which country was it against? Um, it will have to be um, Australia uh, when um, I think uh, we beat them by one one run one run. You know, Adelaide, yeah, yeah. When we we could have if we'd lost, I think um, yeah, if we'd lost that match, it meant that we would not have won the series. Um, um, you know, it was a very very close match, and we. We went right down to the wire. I was very ner- nerve-wracking. But um, Courtney Walsh, Courtney Walsh, the old soldier, you know, um, did, did it for us. <laughs> okay, very good. Okay. okay. Sometimes, you, I don't know if you have met Jatin Patel before, Sir Richie, but this guy has just gotten an award from Australia, and he's a, an award winner out of the... Out of here in the USA as well. So, Jatin, 
your time to ask Richie a question or two. Well, first, yes, before you ask the question, let me just say massive congratula- congratulations to you, sir, and your award. Oh, thank you, sir. Well, thank well, you, well, sir. Well, let me let me take yeah. you to the sound glory. I see you twice. Hmm. Uh, one point I stayed in the same hotel where you were staying. Oh. Let me mm-hmm. go back, and uh, you don't remember, but for me, I follow you. How about that? Yeah. I've been to oh, okay. Toronto right. I'm 31 years back. Let me take you flashback. Toronto. You were playing for West Indies versus rest of the world. It was yeah, a, a charity match, and I believe yes, that yes. was a game, a proud moment for any Antiguan uh, citizen, I call it, because you had a poor yeah, guy from yeah. Antigua playing in that game. I think you were there, uh, Mr. Richards was there. 100% yeah. Ambrose, I remember. And I think fourth man was, I think, Kenny Benjamin, if I... Or Winston, maybe Winston Benjamin, I think. Oh, Winston Benjamin, sorry, not Ken. Yeah. Man, so man, Winston Benjamin, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that was the moment I used to first, I still remember that you scored like close to 48 runs of something. You missed out on half century. And the West Indies right. in Lawan. Uh, before I come to the question, let me recall the second game. I also watch you in that, uh, I believe, 93, same place, Toronto Skydome. You played against Pakistan as a member of the uh, rest of the world team. And you had yes, a new yes. generation mm-hmm. like Sachin Tendulkar was there with you. Uh, yes. Arvind Disilla mm-hmm. was there behind you to back up. We had a lot of there. And there's a lot of talented uh, players played. And I watch you guys very closely those games. So my mm. quick question. Yeah. You know the Toronto Sky Dame is a completely a baseball field. And that was yeah. a artificial pitch they made out of those uh, plywood first and matting on top. So yeah. It turns it to be a flat pitch, which we call it the mm. paradise for any batsman. You know, that's how the mm-hmm. the scored that hundred and forty three because he was swinging bad at everything, you know, and the ground is so right, small. Right. Mm. So my key question here is the two part. Number one, why the ICC or Cricket World did not continue that adventure playing cricket at baseball stadium in this country until it took about 27 years where they played USA All-Star Game in New York, Houston, and Los Angeles. It was the same concept about artificial pitch. And my second question on that one, besides development, if you can, is not a big deal for me, but the next question is very critical as a coach. About this uh, quality of these pitches, whether it's artificial pitches, dropping pitches, or portable pitches, and uh, original tough pitches. I know you played a lot on a natural pitches, which is done by the local curators with the different local soil. Now the world is changing. They are putting more turf wickets, like a portable wickets or drop-in pitches. So what do you say about the uh, quality of these pitches and how this game can improve for the next generation? Because they are not facing the same challenge like you used to do that. I call it quality cricket. It doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Um, the first question, um, I don't think I can answer. Um, no worries, because <laughs> I, I don't believe um, I, I, you know, the, the, that those matches were arranged between, I believe, uh, the sky between 
uh, I, I'm not sure how they were arranged and if the ICC was involved. The ICC obviously would have approved them, but um, I, I don't know exactly how no, it that was, was done. The United I, I, no, no. Yeah, I, let me interrupt. United, you, yeah, but, it was the United Way. It was nothing to ICC. And my question is the other way. I'm not uh, asking about ICC. My oh, question I thought, I thought is, you asked why, why did I, not I we keep those... No, no. Uh, my question is, why oh, we could not keep continue about those exhibition matches to just to promote the oh, game? Oh, sorry. Sorry, you know, sorry, because sorry. Like well, um, USA, I, I misunderstood, yeah. Yeah, USA missing that concept yeah. because the cricket, we don't have the proper fields or stadium in any way. There's only one place in South Florida. And as soon as you talk South Florida, we have a couple of panelists here. He, they just jump off the chair, okay? As soon as they say... <laughs> the cricket ground. So my question is, we could have done more of those exhibition games or charity games or maybe a fundraising event for the some cricketers. And it did not happen yeah, okay. for 27-something um, yeah, years. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, well, firstly, from my understanding how the ICC works, you know, it, it, the, the organizing body within our region will have to arrange cricket matches and um, and they will have to work in a you know in association with ICC or be affiliated with ICC to be sanctioned. Um, so ICC will give assistance if you are organizing if you apply to them to 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 be part. And I'm sure Canada is part of the ICC. So um, Canada has the opportunity to play in ICC tournaments, and, and so is the US. Um, you mentioned about exhibition matches because there's so much T20 matches being played all over the world. If you arrange an exhibition match, you know, you might not get the turnout that you'd get as if you were um, having a 2020 match with current players. And cricket matches are very expensive. It's very expensive to put on cricket matches. And if you're not going to get any returns, there's no point. So, so my, my belief is that because T20 cricket and T20 tournaments are what that's attracting sponsors and, uh, and, and, and uh, the tournaments from which you can make money, those are the ones that uh, you need to focus on um, to assist with the development of, of cricket in, the, in, in North America. Um, I've always said from many years ago that there's a lot of potential for cricket development in North America, and the West Indies should focus on assisting North America in terms of developing cricket there, because it will create opportunities for, for us here in the Caribbean as well. Um, your second question about wickets, um, look, you know, um, life, in life, things do change. Uh, when we played, everything was a bit difficult for us. Now things are a lot easier. The pitches are better, they're flatter. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the cricket is growing. Cricket is alive. Um, players are benefiting more. The fans are more involved. And, and we should be grateful for that. You know, um, I, I, quite often we like to reminisce and, and go back to you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Um, but, you know, we, that's all we can do, uh, reminisce and or watch videos. We have to move with the times. Times have changed. And as long as the game is progressing, as long as the game is developing, as long as players are developing, as long as countries are getting the opportunity to see the best players in the world, I mean, that, I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, thank you, sir, on that one. It's a great help to understand. No and 
I missed yeah. you when I visited last time Antigua because you were, the, I believe, the team manager or match referee in India. And the same point, uh, right, right, right. Mr. Richards yeah. was in England. I barely end up with uh, right. Andy Roberts, uh, Mr. Ambrose, and uh, Kenny Benjamin at the stadium. Uh-huh. So definitely, we'll uh, look after you, and uh, we'll uh, yeah. try to meet some point. But uh, yeah, well, nice to see you again on your own. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I will. To talk to you and talk to you questions. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you so much. The but next, Leon, the next uh, panelist Leon, is Dennis. Uh, Leon, um, yeah, I know. I know. I, I, know. Like to... I got. Oh, I got. Okay. Okay. Dennis coming up on a night okay. afterwards. Okay. Yeah. All right. Dennis is is here. Yeah, he he is from California. Dennis, you're on. Yes, sir, sir Richie. Good evening to you. Um, can you good tell evening, us what is what is the current situation exactly and the requirements regarding overseas players? especially Caribbean players in English county cricket. And part two, does this requirement apply to minor league cricket in the UK? And the final part, are there any way or possibility for West Indian cricketers to obtain experience in any overseas country? Yeah, um, I'm not sure because um, I have not been involved with going to England in a, in a number of years. But when I when I was last playing in England, they were only accepting players who have have some who have, would have played first class cricket, or who would have had some sort of coaching certificate so that they can contribute to to clubs there when they play. They you know that they can do coaching as well. I don't know what the um, stipulation is at the moment. Um, back in the day, anybody could just go and play. Uh, any amateur could just go and play and play for a league team. And they've sort of like clamped down on that because they, they wanted quality. They wanted quality players. They wanted first-class players. They wanted players who can contribute to the clubs who will be giving them jobs and stuff like that. So I don't know um, exactly what it is today. Um, um, you know, obviously a lot of our players, benefited from going to England and playing in England and going to Australia, playing in Australia and, and, and different countries. Um, today, only a handful goes there. And one of the reasons because there's so much cricket being played all over the world. There are lots of T20 cricket being played all over the world. And a lot of a number of our players do play in these leagues around the world. I think there's one going on in Pakistan at the moment. And some of our players, I believe, are there. Um, so the opportunities to play in T20 leagues around the world are there. Um, our players who have made in a big scene, they get opportunity. But I believe you're talking about young players. I think we in the West Indies are responsible for the development of our young players. We have to focus on our cricket, the grassroots of our cricket, so that our young players can do, be developed in the way that they are to develop. So when they reach to the international level, then they, they, they will be on par with, with other, other countries. Um, I, I don't believe that we have to go to England to develop develop. Or cricketers, you know, um, you know, we produce some of the, the the best and greatest cricketers in the world. So why do we have to go to another country to develop? All we have to do is to focus on 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 our facilities, focus on our development program, uh, put things in place, and 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 try our be- our best to make sure that our, our young players are exposed to 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 the best coaching and 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 and, and the best development that they can get. And um, having said that, um, the four nights of Antigua, Sir Viv, Sir Andy, and Sir Curly and I, we um, are putting together what we call the um, Four Nights Cricketing Academy, uh, where we're going to um, have 
give youngsters in Antigua, in Antigua the opportunity to be coached by us. Uh, we're also going to invite um, young players from the Caribbean and from overseas to come to be coached by, by some of the coaches. So that's something we're working on, and uh, hopefully once COVID is over, we'll be able to have a launch and, and get it up and running. It's not that easy, but we, we want to have – it's going to be a roving um, academy. Uh, we're not just going to be based in Antigua. We might maybe might go to, say, even Lord Hill and set up for uh, two weeks and do a two-week camp there or Mumbai or, or so, wherever we can go. So um, that's our plan. We're going to have a merchandising department as well, memorabilia. Um, you know, we're going to have like a, um, like a restaurant and, um, you know, a museum where people can come in, come and visit Antigua and, 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 and go into that museum and, and, and learn about the history of Antigua cricket and West Indies cricket, Leeward Islands cricket and, and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's a wonderful plan that we've got and we're just hoping that we can get some good support and uh, it can get um, up and uh, running as soon as COVID is finished. Thank, Thank you, Dennis. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank yeah. you Dennis. Next, next, next panelist is Ivor Henry. You must have known him. He played for Navy some years ago, and he is he's the mayor of Lauder Hill. So whenever you go to Lauder Hill, you can see from him. Ivor, it's all yours. Yes, good evening, Lynn, and thanks for the introduction. Yeah. So, Richie. First of all, let me Good evening, Ivan. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing wonderfully well. You're pleased to know that you don't have to tell me to say hello to your Nivision fans, especially Winnie, because she's listening at this time over in New York. So oh. you want to say <laughs> oh. all the best. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure she is. I'm sure she is. Yeah. Yes, she is. Um, which is you've gone about quietly, you know, with your work, and I, for one, you know, would have admired the way you would have gone about your way working for West Indies. But to me, one which would have gone unnoticed is being in the management position, being manager of West Indies. I've seen you up close, working hard, getting luggages, tying them, marking them, doing all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to ask you, while you were doing all that, did you have an input in the batting section especially? We know um, Otis Gibson, he was known for bowling coach. But of course, Mm -hmm. coach, and you, with your experience as a supreme, superior batsman, too, I wonder if you would have had an input in assisting along the line outside of the realm of being manager in terms of... Uh, yeah, most certainly. Most certainly. Um, what I was conscious of that um, um, being a former player is not to override the position of the coaches. So I would work with the coaches and, and, and if they ask me to do something and I would assist them. I used to be constantly in the nets with the players, with the bowling to them. You know, if they come to me and ask me advice, I would give them. If I see they're doing something wrong, of course I would talk to them. But I would have to be very careful because you have coaches and I would not want to be telling them one thing and the coaches are telling them something different. So my role was mainly as a, as a motivator you know, to encourage them to be strong, how to fight being in difficult situations and stuff like that, rather than the actual technical coaching and, and, that, sort of, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, Otis was very good. He um, often asked me to get involved uh, with a number of things, uh, which I gladly did. And, um, you know, we had a very good working relationship, you know. Um, 
Uh, he was very keen. I think he was a very good coach. And uh, he wanted the best for us than this. Well, I can attest to that, if I may continue. Um, when you guys came here for bonding, you remember when you guys came for bonding on yeah. your way? I think it was still India, right? Right. And the Florida Sports Line were on while you guys were at the hotel. You know, we were there. And they came on mm-hmm. at 6 o'clock. And I came to you and I asked you if I can do a few interviews so we can get it on radio. Because mm-hmm. I'm old school. You know, sometimes we think that, hey, the manager should be in charge. You know, the coach is just the feeling stuff. And you know what you said? It is okay with me, but let's go ahead and get the content yeah. from the coach. And I, I, I thought that was, you know, in high esteem, that you're not mm-hmm. overstepping your, your bounds. Even though I would have thought that, you know, yeah. the manager is nothing to do with cricket, but we can talk to a few cricketers, mm-hmm. and you did that. So I'm saying again, quietly you would have done that, and it's under the radar. But how mm-hmm. much would you have enjoyed being the um, the manager versus being a captain versus being a cricketer versus being an ICC match referee? What, what I enjoyed as a manager, um, I enjoyed working with the young players, in particular, especially the test team, because at a, um, the test team was consisted of a number of young players, um, like um, Jason Holder, um, Craig Bratwick, you know, and um, and it, it was for me, uh, you know, um, Powell, um, Karen Powell, and to be given the opportunity to work with these guys was what I really enjoyed, um, because I, I believe in focusing on, on the youngsters. If you if you if you want to develop, you have to work with the youngsters, and and I had an excellent relationship with a lot of these young players. Um, they gravitated towards me, and. Um, and, and and I helped them a lot, uh, um, and that was very 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 in, 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 enjoyable for me um, as captain, you know, and as a player. It was a lot of pressure, you know, constantly uh, practicing, constantly having to perform in order to maintain a position in the team, and and perform uh, constantly having to perform in order for the team to win. So you, you, you're working hard, constantly under pressure. Um, as a manager, I was also working hard, but, um, you know, uh, there are certain times when I could just do things at my own pace, depending on what, what's there to be done. Um, as a match referee, um, it's, it's a wonderful experience. It's a lot, a lot of work, quite stressful at times, but, um, you know, we've got tremendous support from, other 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 uh, workmates and also from the ICC itself from the office you get you know it's tremendous support but it's, it's all high level um, you know tense difficult things that you have to deal with at times that um, that would bring the best out of you thank you all the best during the match Sri Lanka versus West yeah, Indies thank you very best, sir. thank you thank so you. much thank you. So, Richie, we have a young lady in Tampa. I just want you to say hello to her. She's Jatna. Jatna, why don't you say hello to, to Sir Rich? Uh, who's this? Sir Rich. Sir Rich. 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 Yeah, hi, um, Mr. Rich. Uh, very nice Sir to Rich hear about you. I'm, I'm on the uh, other U.S. Uh, uh, call, Zoom call. Uh, oh. So I couldn't hear everything, but... Um, 
Yeah, uh, my name is Jotsman. I'm in uh, Tampa, Florida. I'm a mm-hmm. uh, former test cricket player, woman. From India? Uh, from India. Mm-hmm. From oh, India. Oh, yes. just say, oh, good, good, good. And good. here mm-hmm. I'm in Tampa. I'm coaching and uh, uh, playing also as much as I can and trying to be fit. Okay. With all, uh, <laughs> youngsters, <laughs> cricket young players here in Tampa. One day you so may just very get nice to, huh? No, I'm, I'm just telling him that one day he may just meet you because if Vernon Springer lives up to his expectation, he should have it down in Antigua. Okay, sounds we'll good. To, uh, we'll be happy to host you here in Antigua. <laughs> Antigua. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. When the yeah. COVID uh, COVID nineteen goes when away, maybe then we can start traveling. Yeah. When it's all when it's all gone, we will you know we'll you know we'll get the game up and running again and have lots of interactions and tours and different things. Okay. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Indeed. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yes, Thank you so much, Jasmine. Yes. So, Rich, I got another question for you. Um, there's a young man by the name of Warner. I, it is my understanding that you and some other players have sent him to England. How good is this player? And is that correct, what I'm saying? Warner. Warner, is it? The young Warner? Is it Warner? Oh, just a recently? Went to England. Oh, just recently? Yes, recently. Yeah, yeah well, I, I don't really know much about him, but I was just asked to give some support. But I, I you know, because as I become work with ICC, traveling a lot, I have mm. not been involved with cricket in Antigua, so I don't know a lot. I haven't seen a lot of cricket in Antigua at all. So he's, I only heard of him. I, I can't say I, I've seen him play and I knew how, oh, okay. how good he was. But, you know, I was told that he has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Any other players around that you, even from the, the Leeward Islands, that you think might be a, a future great player or, or even making the test? Well, the- look, you know... Um, you know, you know, there's so many players, young players around. Um, but what, one of the problems that I think we have is that, you know, we will show the talent early, and for some reason, you know, you know, players haven't gone through to be world beaters as we would expect. And um, this is one of the reasons why, you know, the four nights have come together and decided to have. Uh, and this academy, where we're going to have an elite squad of 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 23 of the best players from Antigua and the Leeward Islands, and work on these guys so that you know we can get them up to the level. We have seen too much talent go awry in, in well in the Caribbean, so to speak. But as as, as Antiguans and as former Leeward Islands players, we want to start here in in Antigua and in the Leeward Islands because we really need to see. Or a lot more of our cricket has come true. So, as I said, the number of young talents is always young talents, but for some reason, I don't know if they've been distracted along the way. I don't know what needs to be done, but we believe that um, with all the plans that we have in place, with the, um, the, the, the Four Nights Cricket Academy, we can produce some elite young players who we believe will will come um, will, will make it up to the world stage. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I the last time we spoke, I told uh, um, Willis that you were on, and he says, in his way, to tell you hello. 
and of course, you know, he was very much involved with uh, you in the in the years gone by. Yes, yes, yeah, great man, Willis, my very good friend. Um, you know, he made a positive impact on my life as a youngster growing up, uh, especially yes. my football days. Yeah, uh, used to coach me football. Um, we toured together, and I was a lovely man when I came to Florida. He used to take me around and stuff. So, um, yes. please convey my my love. Yes, and yes, definitely to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm hoping that I can see him soon once COVID is is over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great man, great man, Willis. He loves sports. Mm-hmm. He loves sports. He loves <laughs> oh, life. Yeah. He loves people. Love people. You know, a great man. I've never seen mm-hmm. him not smiling. Always happy. No, always. always willing to help somebody. Right. Always willing to have a little laugh. Great man. Great man. And your your friend Carter Carter and my wife is not too well as well. So, you know, we just. Just one. You keep them in yes, your prayers. My prayers, my prayers. Yes, my prayers mm-hmm. are with with you guys. You know, and mm-hmm. um, you know, you guys have all all been a part of my development. You know, yes, um, sir. from even I can remember seeing Carter running in at Auntie Griffiths and Ground from from the far from the southern end. You know, bowling some serious deliveries. You know, um, yes. You know, me- memories of him will always be in my in, in my head. You know. And um, you know, you guys been very supportive. You know, even when I came to to Florida, you know, you're always there for me, look after me, um, you know, take me around and make sure I was happy. And I'm, I'm extremely grateful, extremely grateful. Yes, we have we have Ed Lewis on now. You know, a guy by the name Ed Lewis. I'll tell you what. Uh, hold on, uh, let me see if I have another two hours to 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 talk because Ed doesn't have to talk. <laughs> Ed. <laughs> hey, Leon. Yes, sir. Good night, fellas. Good night. Good night. Hey, Rich. What you say? What you just said about the four nights? I hope, I hope, I pray that you guys put that stuff together. Because if you guys put that stuff, if you guys put that stuff together, that would be a success. From every corner of the world, people want to send people. To to, right. to for you guys to to coach, I'm telling you, if 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 any help is needed and you want me, I I I I lock whatever I have and come home and help. Oh, because right. um, thanks, thanks, thanks for the offer. You know, offer. I'll I'll, I'll, jot, I'll jot you down. I'm I'm serious. I'm serious. I leave everything to help these youngsters, man. The guy Ethan Warner that he asks you about that um, Leon asks you about. He's not a bad player, but he, he, you know, you know, when when they reach a certain place and a certain areas, they kind of don't listen. They just gone after the wider end because they think they think they reach uh-huh. that that plateau. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I was in Antigua um, in December and I was was talking to him, right? And I was mm. mentioning a few things. And after after I said something, and he looked at me like, and then somebody said, you know who he is? And he says, no. And then somebody says, this is so, so, so. And then he kind of calmed down. Right. So, so you know, you know, these guys, they reach a certain area where people say they're good. And they figure, well, they reach it. And, and they just fall off the cliff after a while. But that, that thing you mentioned yeah. about the four nights... You guys just uh-huh. start it, man. Start it, and it's an, yeah, what no, you mentioned about 
you know, you will have different areas and different things. That would be a prosperous thing for you guys, man. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. Gentlemen, mm. we only have one more question each if we can get around. So, Audley, your question quickly, sir. Uh, oh, okay. Um, Sir Richie, um, in your test career, you made um, 16 centuries. Is there one or two particular that stands out when it comes to maybe the position of the game, which you would say was the most crucial, or, or maybe even not from a century, but one of those games that was so important? Um, I remember a score in 99 in Trinidad against India. I can't remember what, what year. And, um, you know, the wicket was not very good at all. And um, it was very difficult to bat on. And, and, um, and I had a, a, a broken finger that I was batting with. I, I wasn't supposed to play, but I was in good nick. And Viv at the time said, look, man, you know, um, you're in good nick. You know, I'd like you to play. So I said to myself, well, look, if the great man uh, to say you want me to play, I'm going to play, even though I was in pain. Um, so every shot I played, I was in severe pain, but uh, I was out there fighting, 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 batting, and I wasn't playing a lot of shots because the wicket was too difficult. And then I suddenly found I had found myself a 99, you know, through hard work and grafting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that was probably one of the most difficult innings that I've ever played. And um, Probably if I didn't score that 99, we probably wouldn't have won won the match because I was the only person in the match that would have scored that that many runs. So that is an inning that I always remember and I and I cherish because one I was in severe pain, had a broken finger, and two how difficult was it it was to bat against Kapil Dev, Chetan Sharma, Ashadi Ayub, and Ravi Shastri, and, 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 and a couple of the spinners. Um, so that, that to me that that stand out. Um, a hundred I scored against Australia in Guyana, in terms of stroke play was probably my no. my best innings. One eighty two. One eighty two. Yeah, I mean um, that was like uh, when I watched that match back the first time, I thought it was just showing highlights, not realizing that I, I was not the amount of shots that I was I was playing. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was probably that was probably my best my best my best match. All right, thank you very much, sir. Yeah. Simon, one no question. Mm-hmm. Simon? Yes, a last question for you there, um, Sir Richie. Sir Richie, I played for a club in Middlesex. I was a number two batsman, faced a lot of fast bowling, <laughs> but I much preferred mm-hmm. to play against spin. What about you? You played against spin, you prefer the spin or the faster bowlers? Well, I, I started out as an opening batsman, so pace uh, was my preference. But um, later on in my career, I started to enjoy spin a lot more. But um, yes, but most of my career, especially early on, pace was 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 the thing, and um, and I loved it a lot. And that's why I went to open because um, at school I used to bat like number four or five, and then um, because I wanted to be involved, I wanted to get out there and be out there early. You know, I I started opening. Um, so okay. I made Antigua team as an opening bat, leave it as a, as a team and open bat, even Western team as an opening bat. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks a lot for that information. Okay. Not a problem. How about you, Mr. McKenzie? Real good yes, question. I just want to ask about your, your playing days overseas. 
particularly in, in the subcontinent. What was the challenge? What were the challenges you faced over there, India, Pakistan, and so? Well, well, it, it was tough. Always very tough. Uh, culturally, it's tough. Um, the conditions were a lot different to what we're accustomed to. The pitches were always spinning and and slow. Um, totally different to what we're accustomed to in the Caribbean. So you had to work a lot harder, a um, lot more practice, and um, you you just have to you had to make a lot of adjustment. Even with the food, the food was different. So you you had to get accustomed to the food. And, I was and, and going to mention that. And, yeah, um, but it was great, great. It's great experience, great learning experience, you know. And India is a great place for for any youngster to start a career, because if you if you if you can go through that, then it's gonna it's gonna help to mold you. It's gonna make you tougher uh, as a player because it's, it's it's not easy at all, you know. So, um, but I love I love going to India. I love going to playing um, playing cricket in Asia. Even now, I love working in, in Asia. Uh, the people are cricket crazy. They love love the yeah. game. They will do anything for 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 to see a game cricket match or to see a, a cricketer or even a past cricketer. You know, so um, you know the atmosphere of the cricket match in in in, in India or any part in Asia is just unbelievable. Yes, you're tuned to the cricket show, and we have our special guest, Sir Richie Richardson. Our next question goes to Mr. Patel. Jatin, come on in. One more question for you, sir. I will say Richie Richardson is known for the fastest blade in West Indies lineup as a batsman compared to all others. He was so quick. So just for the fun, he's not uh, really something we're trying to uh, gain out of it. But just like to know your mood, with that fast blade and quick shots you used to play, which spinner you like to avoid in the game? Especially, I know it's a slow spinner. It's a tricky if you're playing in a South Asian continent. So what do you think? Which spinner can give you a little bit uh, more difficult time to play the shots? Jatin, could you hold your thoughts there? Richie, hold your thoughts there because we have someone with their music on in the back and it's interfering with the broadcast. Please, if you'd be kind enough to turn your volume down on your radio. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Okay, go ahead. Richard. I mean, I mean, Sir Richie, Sir Richie, is this for your career? The worst of the spinners are yeah, retired. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to Abdul, know who was the tricky in your career. <laughs> Abdul Qadir was one of the most mystical um, spin bowlers I've ever played against. Um, you know, he was, he was magical. Uh, he had guile. Um and he could spin the ball, he, and he had a lot of variety. He was very, very competitive. And uh, but, but I used to enjoy playing against him, even though he was he was probably the best spinner in the world at the time when I played. Um, so he, he he was there before Shane Wan. Shane Wan came in afterwards. But um, you know, when I was in my when I started playing early on in my career, Abdul Kadir thought was was the best um, spin in the world. Yeah, that's what I was expecting because he was one of the class baller and entertainer with a lot of varieties yeah. and uh, can give a puzzle to yeah. any batsman during his career. Yeah. Thanks for that one. It's always fun yeah. to hear no problem. about your career and your experience. Indeed. Virgin, no one more question, Virgin, before. Yeah. Um, the, the first test 100 or one day that you played, uh, made in Antigua, 
how do you feel to to make a test hundred or a one day hundred in front of your home crowd? Oh, it was very special. I, I think um, it was against Australia, score hundred and sixty something. I think Viv and I put on um, three hundred and something runs, and uh, it was just you know it was just a, a special and unique feeling that you just can't get anywhere else. You know, to score hundred in front of your your home crowd, you know, on the pitch that you you grew up playing on, you know, it was absolutely special, and I would never ever forget that knock against Australia. Mm-hmm. Mr. Dennis, it's your time, sir. Just give us one more chance. Dennis? Once, Dennis twice. Ed, your time to give one more question, Ed. No, no question, Richie, man. Richie know how me stand. It's all right. <laughs> I, know, I know everything about Richie. Richie know everything about me, so no, no question. Ed. <laughs> Ed, you're hey, you still, still eating too much crab, man. <laughs> what do you mean, Mr. Cook? We can't stop eating crab. Huh? I can't stop eating crab, man. Guys, I should tell them guys when we used to come and play in um in in um in uh, in, in Florida. Orlando. In Orlando. On a, on a Orlando, yeah. You you used to you used to eat off about three pounds of crab, man. Garlic crab, man. <laughs> <laughs> And still don't put on a weight. <laughs> 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 yes. yeah, fun, man. Okay. Ivor, one more question for you, Ivor. Yes, well, um, well not a question, but I just wondered that we know that we have made us proud, especially I could never forget when Richie was number one in the world. Yes, and yes. maybe a question, how did you feel? Because you carry the Caribbean, you're carrying the world. And I'm old school, so, you know, I'm a, a batting, I mean, the batting lineup, let's put it this way. And when I see West Indians not cooking and so, which you stand out, you just come out every time. I don't even come and see sometimes. And it's like, where is the witchy Witchison? So my recommendation is to the, to these youngsters, go back and look at some of witchy Witchison's um, tapes. The one you just spoke about, which was not a highlight, but an inning. And I believe that they'll be better back for them, which will work better for them and for West Indies cricket. But continue to do your do, and we're going to root for you in whatever position you you, you decide to hold. By the way, um, yeah, my greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Hello. And our number one fan, our sister Donna Brown, that's Virgil's sister too, our sister. She yeah. says hi. She's on listening to. Is she Donna? Come on in. Let me bring in Donna if she can. Yeah, Donna. Bring her in. Where is Donna? Donna, Donna, Donna. Wait, Donna is on, is she? Let me see that Donna. No, no. I'm trying. I'm just trying to feel out and see if I can find her. No. I, hey, um, can I eat the CD? I'm up. Yes, yes. Ivor. Yes, I'm listening. Hooking, hooking a cricket ball was Antigua's favorite shot. All Antigua's used to play cricket. Hooking a cricket ball was one of our favorite shots. That is because when you go when you go to Taddy's net, you have a, a net that is all fast bowlers, all short ball, and they have another net where you got spinners. So hooking 
and we are and we are the fast bowlers to match it. You got Ferris, Merrick, um, Cleve, Joseph, Hamish, Anthony. All all you can call is it was in that net. Yes. So who can was the part of our, our culture? Well, it's for the Liberal Islands. I can tell you because we used to play with one pad, no pads. You must play the ball off your pad. No gears, no padding. You must play that ball. And if you duck, we laughing saying you want it. So you yeah. have to learn to hook and pull back in the days with an old old tennis racket bat. You know what I mean? You got to play and you got to get the ball off your chest. But anyway, which was the master of that and like I said, in everything Thank that he would have... Mm. Thank you, gentlemen. So, uh, we're going to open the line and see if Sir Richie wanted to say anything that he has on his mind that we have not brought out to this evening. Sir Rich, anything that you want to say? Anything. Well, look, you, Percy, let me, just, let me just thank you for having me back on the show again. Uh, it's been a great pleasure talking to you each know, and everyone. You know, you have always been you know, my, my, my greatest fan, man. From, remember when Victor Michael brought you to us and said, Leon... You're not going to believe this, but we got a young man out of five islands, and he has to make the senior team, and you guys don't question it. I say, well, Victor, yep. your call. Yes, sir. So talk to us. Anything. Yeah, he was wrong. He was wrong. No, 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 basically, it's been a pleasure being on with you guys once again. Um, I see myself, I have a role to play. Um, I have to continue to, to, to give back to the game. And I'm talking to you guys is part of giving back because you have a lot of questions to ask, obviously. And um, to just leave you out in the cold is not fair. It's not right. You know, um, you know, we, we need guys like like you to continue to promote the game of cricket, especially in, in, in North America. You know, as I said earlier, we need to promote the game of cricket in, in North America. And um, I remember when we had the World Cup in the Caribbean, um, mm-hmm. I had suggested that we should have one of the one of the semi-finals in North America. And my, and my reason for that is that it will open the eyes to a, a lot of American people. They would realize how important cricket was and probably just won the game. But that never happened. But I still think that, you know, the future of cricket, especially where the Caribbean is concerned, is in North America. So we need to do as much as possible to promote, promote cricket in North America. And I am more than happy to, to be involved in that in whichever way I can mm-hmm. as um you know, Ed, Ed, Ed Noah used to come to, to Orlando to play on, on weekends. You know, yeah, um, weekend. I played in, in, in uh, <laughs> yeah, and um, I played in um, L.A. I used to go and play for a team down in L.A. Um, so, you know, um, anything to help cricket in North America, I'll be more than happy to be part of it, man. So, you guys have my number, you know, to contact me. And once yes. I've got time, once COVID is over, I'll be able to come and check you guys out. It has been our joy, your pleasure. Jatin, final word from you. I think we missed you out on the last call around, didn't we? Oh, no. We did speak with you. But um, it has been a joy, a pleasure, and an absolute delight to have you on, Sir Richie. And, you know, you have a home, a base here to call anytime you want to express yourself. We are open every Sunday, and I wouldn't hesitate to make way for you anytime you need to be on. So Yeah, thanks, so, I appreciate it. And just to all, all my friends and fans in... in in, in, in North America, you just like mm-hmm. to, to reach out to them, shout out to them, and all the best, and to say, uh, stay safe, and stay safe. You know, um, this coronavirus is serious. And yes. If you get a chance to take your, your vaccine, make sure you take your vaccine, yes. you mm-hmm. know, because uh, it's the only way we're going to fight this deadly battle. Mm-hmm. 
Give us a visual. Yeah, yeah. I see you take I see you take your job, man. Huh? Yeah, I did. I did. Took my. I saw Richie take his job. Yeah, <laughs> take his job. I, yeah, I got took mine my first too. One yesterday, yeah. I got both. That's good. I got both. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was telling you Excuse this. Leon, can... Go ahead. Go ahead, Audley. Can... Yeah, just want to congratulate Sir, Sir Richie on winning the golf match that he had with with Sir Viv. You know what? Oh. <laughs> and because we we listen to Good Morning Jojo over here in the mornings, you know, so yes. we know what's going oh, on okay. between. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. That's good. No, it was a good and tournament. It was a good tournament. Yes. You know, we we're, we're raising money for um, golf development in Antigua, and uh, he went on well. You know, um, both, you know, Viv had his team, I had my team, and it was mm-hmm. tie. So Viv and I had to have a face off. Um, which I just edged him out. So it was good. It was very exciting. Okay, good. Yeah, I was telling you, tell us a bit, give us, give him my, my regards, and of course, Hutton Isaac. You, you run across these guys? Hutton, I, I don't, Hutton. I don't see Hutton at all. I, no, I, 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 my mind ran at him. Mm-hmm. So, so, I saw his son, so, son the other day. So Viv's son, okay. But I don't see, I don't, no, my no, mind Hutton, ran Hutton's at him. Hutton's son, Hutton's son. Oh. No, I saw Hutton Sun the other day, but I haven't seen him. But I see him regularly whenever, whenever, well, obviously at golf, you know. Yeah, give him my regards himself and Mervyn will as do. well. Yeah, yes, will do. Sir. Will do. Will Thank do. you so much, sir. Right. God bless, Thanks man. Again. Thanks for Tell the wife on. hello for Thank us. Thank you. God bless, yeah. Regards we'll to all yeah. and sundry. Take good care. It has been a delight. Okay, thanks, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Good, good night. So... Um, Jatin, why don't you send us home in love and peace and happiness? Jatin, Jatin, come on in, Jatin. Yes, uh, thank you, Savitri Richardson, coming out today again, the show. It was uh, great mm-hmm. to hear to you. We've seen some uh, action, and uh, we still believe you have a lot to do for the game. And mm-hmm. excited to hear you again with your expertise mm-hmm. and experience and being still involved in the cricket. And uh, it's a platform we have set forth from this cricket radio is to promote the game and help our uh, cricket interest. So thanks for coming out. Stay safe mm-hmm. and enjoy the life. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, it has also been a, a great pleasure. And thanks all the panelists for the wonderful job. I thought it was well done. And we appreciate the contribution of everyone. And Jatin, before you go, you want to share something about uh, panelists for next week for us? I know you're working on something for me. So can you do that? If, if you, uh, yes, if you... Uh, Yeah, we, we have the guest coming out from India. This person being mm-hmm. involved heavily close to Dhoni, Kohli, Tendulkar, sort of thing. So I'll give you mm-hmm. probably by tomorrow in the emails. And we're going to start for the program for the next week. These are the two brothers coming on the show. Okay. Uh, They'll be joining us uh, India time like 4.30 a.m., which is our 8 p.m. in Miami. So (laughs) we will prepare uh, some sort of uh, information from them, and I'll send you more detail about that. But it's a very important guest coming from India on our show. Thank you so very much, Jatin. has been very instrumental in helping me get some of the guests on. Okay. God bless each and every one of you. Good night, and have a blessed and prosperous week. See you on the radio next time. Amen. So say, Ed. Good night.